Wake up, wake up. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here for the Coach JB Show, live on this Talk That Talk Tuesday, man. We got a great special guest joining us, former LSU Tiger, current Baltimore Raven, Patrick Queen, joins me here in the first hour, plus Matt McChesney will join me in the second hour. We'll talk all things football, break down the beat down in Cincinnati last night. Bengals got absolutely drugged by the Browns. And why is quarterback play so inconsistent across the NFL? We're going to talk about this. Join me on this electric-ass episode of the Coach AB Show right here every day, 6 to 9 a.m. I'll see you on the other side. be here joining me joining uh this great episode i appreciate everybody joining in hit the like button subscribe become a member um we're gonna get after it today uh patrick queen's gonna join us here um first 30 minutes of the show or so um baltimore raven starting linebacker he's also we're gonna talk about they picked up roquan smith yesterday from the bears uh and what does that mean for chicago bears are the bears dead um what's going on there and uh what he thinks about uh their chances of moving on the afc north and uh after they beat the bucks are they back and we're gonna ask him some things matt mcchesney will join me in the second hour we'll break down the browns and the Bengals beat down last night as i hosted a little watch party appreciate everybody joining me there uh today is the premiere of last chance q Myself and Sean Salisbury, former USC Trojan quarterback, legend, NFL quarterback. Sean Salisbury, host of uh, AM710, I believe, in in Houston. He's on about a 1,000 different shows. Uh, We're going to break down NFL quarterback play, quarterback play, NFL play. All you want to talk about football, come on, join us, plus be a member of our Patreon. Uh, We are not going to charge – we're not going to charge um, for the new channel um, for right now. So it is free to watch. We'll post it 4 p.m. Pacific every single um, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Patrick just hit me. He's got to come on now. So he's going to come on in a couple minutes here. And we'll go early and get Patrick. Uh, we'll talk to Patrick early and then we'll get the show underway. Let me get you quote of the day, though. Uh, quote of the day, I will teach you everything you need to know, but not everything I know. <laughs> Make sure you're clear on what the hell I just said. I will teach you every single thing you need to know, but not everything I know. Pretty deep, but a lot of cats don't understand that. A lot of people think that they're getting everything. No, you're not, because I don't trust none of you motherfuckers, so I ain't going to ever fucking... Uh, Last Chance Q will be aired on YouTube, this channel right here. Last Chance Q will be on this channel right here. You can become a member of our Patreon um, because we will have about seven tiers on there. So, um, you know, different things. Um, Poll question, are the Bears blowing this thing up on purpose? Um, What are they trying to do? 
Let me know your thoughts and let me get you to contrary to the belief brought to you by CanadipsCBD.com. Use promo code CoachJB and uh, get you 20% off. Canadips, go get you a dip in the can. Hit me up with it and I'll put you in the running for a sweepstakes. Show me you got one. Um, contrary to belief brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. And get you all things World Series. Game three resumes tonight. It was shut down last night due to inclement weather. Uh, we'll break that thing down as well. Contrary to belief, brought to you by Bet Online. Listen, man. Um, sorry. Um, I'm gonna. This is a deep one right here, real quick. All right. My life, my choices, my mistakes, my lessons. Not your business. Fair isn't everyone getting the same thing. Fair is everyone getting what they need in order to be successful. Contrary to your belief. All you cats out there, especially you dick riding haters, all you guys out there, make sure you understand that shit. And don't confuse my personality and my attitude, dog. My personality is who I am. My attitude depends on who the fuck you are. So I just want to make sure you understand that. Uh, Without further ado, dog, I got to bring my main man in. Let me put put his ticker down on the bottom so you guys can all give him a follow. Um, And uh, make sure you follow him on social media. Uh, the former LSU Tiger, great. Uh, Baltimore Ravens starting star linebacker Patrick Queen uh, joins us. Much love to him. Patrick, what up, brother? How you doing? What's up? I'm good. You? Uh, man, I'm good. Man, I'm good. Are you on the phone? Yeah. Can you flip it sideways? It, it, it'll be bigger. Yeah. Yes, sir. Cool. Yes, sir. What up, dog? What's ch- you chilling? You, you, you off today. Tuesday's off day in the league pretty much, huh? Uh, nah, normally we be in on Tuesday for us. I don't know oh, how everybody else work, but okay. since we had that short week or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, the Thursday off. game. What do you think about the, uh, the, the Bengals beatdown last night, dog? <laughs> Needed now, that. Do you guys look at that type of shit? Because you're, you're in the, that's your division especially, but like, do you really yeah. be watching as a fan or you just be watching like to scheme some shit and looking at their film like, oh, man, I got to do this next time we play them? Uh, we'll be watching for scheme, but sometimes they play us different depending on, you know, how yeah, they yeah. in the league. Everybody got their own sauce for everybody and stuff, but no yep, especially because it's a division game. No doubt. Man, I appreciate you joining me, dog. Um, I got to, I got to, I got to ask you, man, you guys wrote, you got Roquan Smith last night in the trade from the, from the, uh, the Bears. I know that's big news. How, how's that going to change some things on your guys' side of the ball? Is it going to free you up some more and move him around or what you think about just the addition of him? Hopefully, uh, you know, he's a great player. He could do it all, blitz, pass covers, run stop. So we definitely got another threat on defense. And just being able to play on side, somebody that's been all pro two times, um, just a huge help. And if it frees me up, it's going to – well, obviously it's going to free me up. It's going to free both of us up. So he'll yeah. be able to unlock and do some things too. And then we'll be able to use him and ex- uh, just exploit some offenses, really. No doubt. Let me ask you this, dog. I saw you got you got a little nicked up last week against the Bucks, which is a big win, by the way. Congrats on that win, uh, beating the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, I saw him and Lamar's exchange after the game, and, and uh, Lamar always has, you know, walks around with class. Uh, I know my buddy recruited and coached Lamar at Louisville. Let, let me ask you this. Um, after that win, you get nicked up. Is that something that you do? Back in the day, dog, we got nicked up. We wouldn't tell nobody shit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm hurt or I'm not hurt. Um, do you tell anyone that shit? Or is that like, ah, oh, that's on me. I don't even want my team, the teams to know what the fuck's wrong with me. I think it depends on what the injury is. You'll be like, yeah, I'm hurt. Or, yeah, nah, I'm good. But that right. one, I was like, yeah, I got to come out for like a player or two. I got to tell them because right. it was it's just a bad feeling. But um, overall, like, 
most of the stuff be small stuff, so like, I really don't say stuff but most yeah. of the time. No doubt. Um, see, we didn't have that fucking fold away tent and shit when we played, dog. That shit, that shit is all. That's some, some nice shit now. You guys got man. Uh, so look, you played LSU on a great team. That was the Burrow, uh, Burrow with Burrow and chasing them, right? Correct. You guys win the Natty. All that talent. You see Burrow twice a year now, and having having seen them go to the Super Bowl last year, is, is this something that you can like smell, taste, feel? Like you want to get to that shit too, like. Screw that. That was my teammates. These guys went to the league or to the bowl. I want to get there too. Is that something you guys chase on a on a daily having seen that and knowing that you played with them cats? Hell yeah, because you know you know how great Joe is and you obviously I played on side of him. So I, I understand what it takes to get there. I understand how to win. So it's just something that motivates you more because rookie year she, we was right there, two more games and we was in. So uh I had a taste of being close, but I never got the taste of being in a Super Bowl senior homies go in there and just be that close to winning it one drive away one play away honestly um it's just it's a different feeling so it definitely motivated me this all season to go even harder so uh it's just it's a it's a it's a great time just to be able to go out there and dominate and try to get there this year knowing that how they're sitting which is it's not over yet obviously still got a lot of games left in the season but just being able to get closer to it now no doubt let me ask you this, dog. You guys are right. That that league for forever was the black and blue AFC North. AFC North used to be AFC Central. It was the black and blue league, whatever. Uh, man, the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens, uh, Steelers. I don't think if there's, there's four teams that hate each other more in the NFL. That division itself is special. Is it? Is it like the? Is it like you remember? You're a youngster, dog. Is it like you remember when when? <laughs> Used to look up and say, "Damn, these guys hate each other." When, when when Joey Porter was playing linebacker for the Steelers and Ray Lewis was with the Ravens, like uh, I get to talk to Ray here and there. Like, do you? They don't think it's the same. Like, they don't see. They don't think it's the same hatred because I think everyone on social media, everyone's so much more tighter now because you're a DM away from hitting up the homie or what have you. Do you see that now? Like with the jersey swapping and that type of shit. Do you see that being real or do you see that? Like when you're on the field, you still want to go go grab go smack a cat. Nah, when you when you I think it's different nowadays with the social media. Like you said, everybody everybody cool. So I I don't know how everybody else feels, but when I play them, I don't like them at all. And it, some of it goes beyond the field because with the Steelers, because some of them how they act, I don't, I don't really you know like and rock with. But uh, the Steelers hate is real. Like yeah. that's the realest hate. I'm. Technically, you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers, and I have not beat the Steelers yet. I'm still on four against the Steelers. So uh, my mindset is I'm still, like, fuck them. Simply. Yeah, yeah. But um, Bengals, Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland Browns, we got beef with them. I don't think it's that deep. But once we go on the field, it's still there. But after the game, I think it's more cool. But with Pittsburgh, is like, real deep. You don't even really fucking talk to them cats like that. No, nah, not at all. That's that's crazy. Like so, like let me ask you this: like in this generation of cat, because I know you're kind of old school. Uh, I, you got an old soul, man, and a young body. Let me ask you this: uh, if you do go smack Joe Burrow, for instance, and and do, is it still is it that is it that all right, motherfucker, you got me, or is it like, man, why you hit me like that? Like, is it is that shit like that nowadays? Nah, he'd be like, motherfucker, you got me, like Joe. The one thing about me and Joe, I can honestly, everybody think we hate each other, but we're really just competitive as hell. And that's all that is. It's just greatness bringing out of each other. So, uh, in the game, he'll be talking shit, but they ain't like no, like, dirty talk. He'll be like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. like, homeboy talk, talking but, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, street ball and the ho- hooping and shit. Right. No doubt. Uh, 
The LSU team was special. You guys had one of the best teams ever. Uh, you guys got Alabama this week. Big game. Um, can you guys get Bama with uh, Coach Kelly and the and the new the new squad? He's doing a pretty good job, man. For being you know kind of a weird motherfucker, he, he's doing a pretty good job there. Uh, you think they can get Bama? I think they can. I think if you if you could run the ball on Alabama, as you saw, sometimes they got ran on, then they couldn't stop the pass because they worried about stopping the uh, run. So. If they could get the run game going, they'll be able to take shots and they'll be able to beat Bama for sure. I think it's going to come down to a 30-30 game. It's a lot lot of implication on this BCS and everything else. Um, Man, your your relationship with Coach Harbaugh, I know, you know, he's a defensive guy, right, a gritty guy. How how is he as a leader of men and and so forth? The NFL is the men's league. We all know. How how is he as far as uh, leading that, you know, leading that team, leading that franchise? I think Coach Harbaugh is great, honestly. When you come into the league, you hear about there's a lot of shady business going on, so you just got to move accordingly. But with Harms, I feel like he shoots it real all day, every day. Uh, he ain't going to shoot it curb nothing. Uh, if he see you not performing up to the status that you're so you're supposed to be performing at, he's going to let you know. And any little thing that you do, he's going to let you know. So that's one thing I respect about Harms. He, he always keeps it real. He's a great coach. He's a great man as well. Like he's, He knows everybody human, so he'll, he'll check on you, see how you're doing mentally and stuff. Like Best all-around coach I've been around. Really? That's nice. Yeah, I heard some great things about him. Um, my but you know, T Martin's my boy. You gotta call him slapdick for me when you see him <laughs> for tomorrow. Uh that's my boy right there. He's a good dude. Um, let me ask you this, man. You you beat the Bucks, you get back in the thick of things in the AFC North. Not only AFC North, back in AFC as a whole. What is next for you guys to take that step and get ready for like a deep playoff run? I think we just all gotta come together. You know, we got the Saints this week. That's gonna be another physical game. So uh gotta go in there and handle the business. Uh it's gonna be a great game. After that, we got the bye week. So I said, once the bye week get here, everybody got to really like lock in and try to recover as fast as they can. Because this stretch is going to be huge for us. Because we got some games that we could steal. But at the end of the day, it's the NFL and everybody's good. So uh, we're going to get everybody best, especially at the end of the year. Uh, Are you so, seeing that more than you've ever seen it? Like in college, you know, okay, we're playing Vandy. We, we, we ain't really tripping. We're going to, we better blow these cats out. Like in the league, these cats put on their pants like you. you y'all getting a paycheck every 1st and 15th. Mm-hmm. Like this is, is totally different, right? You you never take that for granted like you did maybe in college. Even though not in college, you don't take it for granted. But but we're all superstitious when we play. Like fuck that, let's go win this game regardless who we play. But the right. NFL, you just know it's a it's a dogfight every week, right? Every week, I don't care. I don't care the record. I don't care if they two and nine and they coming out there balls blazing. Right? I don't know what it is. I guess because everybody get paid, and at the end of the day, you trying to represent your name on the back of your jersey and stuff, and you got film that's gonna be out there forever. So uh, every week. You're getting somebody best, and they all good, so ain't no hiding, yeah. no running from it. Are you you on your rookie deal still? I am, yeah. Oh, you, uh, so you 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 try you performing every day's an interview. I tell my kids every day, dog. Every day's an interview. The eye in the sky don't lie. Facts are, don't lie. We see the film. Um, you you trying to you trying to put on an interview every day for 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 the Ravens for whoever. Obviously, you look. It looks like you would like to stay there. Um, but obviously this thing's about making that, getting that bag now. And the bags are big now. They're bigger than they've ever been. Um, how, how do you feel about that? Would you like to be a Raven forever or, or, or are you just whoever paid me? Yeah, yeah, I want to be a Raven forever. Uh, I think it's just, like I said, I think it's just deeper than the surface. Like you go around the league and you see other teams and how they operate. Not saying all teams are like that, but for the most part, you hear about teams not operating the right way, not being true to the guys and stuff. And I think that's different with the Ravens. Um, plus I know how, our defense looks, and I know how our offense looks. And if it looks the same, uh, minus a few pieces, I know everybody got their time when they're done and stuff. But it looked like it could be heating up 
for a long time. So, I mean, as long as I could be a Raven, I'm cool with that. That's good. That's good. Uh, wh what's your favorite set on D, man? You guys, you guys, you guys jump in a little odd front. You guys run a little even now. Back in the day, Ray Lewis, you guys were a 50 front, 3-4. You guys had Sarah Goose at nose. You guys, Sam Adams, you guys were these known guys. You had all these big-time uh, linebackers. Nowadays, it's changed a little bit because of RPOs and college game coming up to the NFL. You got to play more, you know, you got to you got to match up a little bit better more right now. And a lot of two, a lot of more man coverage stuff for RPO. I, I, I started to notice that more across the league. Is that something you see the college game kind of transcending into the league? Yeah, because you see everything now is just spaced out, getting everybody one on ones, a lot of option routes, um, just a lot of clear outs and stuff. It's just it's really college coming into the NFL, a lot of up-tempo, more more tempo now than I ever seen, even in college. But um, I think probably my favorite front, probably would be odd, just because you cancel out the C-gaps and everything got to be ran up the middle. So they really give you a balance of both sides because the D-line can actually play two gaps while he's on that C-gap. So um, it's just, it, it just depends, honestly, what defense we in and what job I got, honestly, because I like to run free. I like to just go in there and just wreak havoc. So no doubt. Uh, it depends, but... I could definitely see the game changing right now. Nah, you're playing well. That odd front's a bitch for an offensive coordinator because you just you gotta you gotta kind of protect gaps and areas. You can't you can't do any man blocking. You can't run no man schemes up front because you're gonna have a gap exchange, a tipsy turvy. You guys do so well on D. Uh, let me ask you this, dog. I, so today's age, we got we got all these people out in the, in the world. You know, Kyler Murray's bit. You know, he's been he's been crucified for the video games. I even saw your post the other day. Who wants to fuck with me on some Call of Duty, right? Yeah. What do you think that today? Because I, I want to ask you this: Kenny Pickett came out the other day, the, the rookie kid at, at Pittsburgh, which is was crazy to me underneath under under a Mike Tomlin led team, and he was basically like, "Dog, my my cats, you cats rather play Call of Duty than learn this to an offense." For a rookie to say that about his team, I'm like, "What?" And I was surprised as shit to hear that. Is that a real issue, or are you cats just young? You 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 live in life like tell me, dog. You can correct me. I'm just like dog. Fucking focus on the profession at hand. Uh, video games will be there forever. Plus, when you get this bag, it'll be well worth it. Are you that way, or how do you feel? I know you're you're, you're off playing video games is cool. And like you can say JB is shit's harmless. Fuck, shut up. Or do you see that becoming a trend across the league and and? Obviously, Patrick Peterson calling out Kyler like that. People must think he really plays games like that or something. No, I think I think it's a time and place. Like I think like you just can't play that shit every day. Like you got to be a time and place. And only honestly, the only reason I got on Call of Duty is because I just got my PC shipped up here for the week that we about to have the bye week. So um, I had just jumped on duty for a little while. Me and one of my teammates jumped on for like maybe three hours it was, and then that was it. So today is about to be short recovery film. Get ready for the Saints, but. I think I got you just gotta if you're not performing at the way you need to be performing and it's because of film, then something's wrong. So I don't I don't know how everybody else feels. I know for me personally, I watch film early in the week after that. It's just strictly notes because I just need to know what you do. And once I see how you play, that's all I need to see. After that is just strictly notes. So uh however you study, however it is for you, that's how it need to be. But if you're not performing how you need to perform, then something gotta go. So explain that to the to the novice fan, dog, because you, you made a good point. Like, you're sitting there like, okay, I'm watching my keys. I, I know if this team's pulling guard, they pull guards heavy and the run action's headed that way or they misdirection and giving me false keys. Like, you break that shit down as a linebacker. You're the quarterback on defense. You're at the mic. You're sitting there like, okay, if I know these things, 
it may not be as in-depth as, like, say, a Kyler Murray, right? Because he's got to learn the protection, the front, defense, rotation, coverage rotation. He's got to know so much more. Do you do you agree to that? Or do you think, like, your linebacker, you, you get a, a bead on a team, now you can go in there and say, all right, now see ball, hit ball. I'm running downhill. I'm going to hit your ass because defense is a little different than offense. We're a little slower on offense developing, reading you guys out. Is that a difference, you think, between the mic and the quarterback? Because you're kind of similar in regards to – what side of the ball you're on? Hell yeah, I think so. Cause honestly, once you call a defense, it's like, okay, what's my job? All right, what's their what's their formation? All right, any motions, like any tips, wide receiver on the ball, is it two or three on the ball? Is it two or one on the ball? Is it stack? Yeah. Whatever it may be, tight end off. So you got all your tails on defense and stuff. I feel like as a quarterback, like the defense can lie to you. We can show something, it could be something else. Then once a snap happening, it could be mad, it could be zone, it could be two, it could be three, four, whatever it may be. Um is they, are they blitzing? Are they not blitzing? Then they got to go through their progression. Then they got, oh, not open, not open. You got to know. It's so much that you got to know at offense. Like, you really got to – you have no time to be off. So, you got to be constantly, you know, constantly on it, constantly on it. So, I feel like more for us, it's hard when a quarterback is just knowing what he's doing, knowing, he, oh, they blitzing this way, oh, uh, yeah. open it here. So, I feel like for us it's easier. But at the same time, like, <clears throat> if you got a quarterback going really going through his progression and hitting everything, then – it's, it's really hell on earth on defense. Yeah, it's hard. And they know they they know who's their side adjusts are, who's hot, who's not. They're seeing, you know, tipsy turvies and rocking and safeties and shit. They it's hard to do that. And and, and I'm I'm seeing it being a guy, a quarterback guy, have you know, had three in the league, 28 guys playing right now in the league. I I, I gotta ask you, do you see it or is it or or maybe you're you haven't been in the league long enough or been or been alive long enough, but this to me is is uh the most inconsistent I've seen quarterbacks play across the landscape, college, high school, NFL. I think it's inconsistent. Do you attest that to being faster, more athletic on D or do you think it's something about fucking video games or you think it's something about society? What do you think? Doug? Cause athletically quarterbacks are more gifted than ever. Yeah, like, I think, Lamar, I think, Josh Allen, you got, they're freaks yeah. in nature, right? Right. But quarterback wise, I don't see the same like results is what I once saw when when it was Dan Marino and 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 all these cats who were back there just dissecting coverage, knowing where they're going. What what do you think? What's your take? I think for one on defense, everybody is more athletic. People can get to the ball faster. People can lock up people man to man uh, all the way across the board. And I think it's just coming down to uh, people are just playing top down, not giving you nothing deep, and you just going to have to keep being consistent, and make them throws underneath. And if you get greeted, then that's on you. So I feel like that's the main thing right now. People are just not accepting deep throws no more. Everybody wants the ball in front of them and go tackle this. So, so you think uh, they're playing things in front? Yep. Just keep everything in front because really? if they don't throw it up, throw a bomb, if they take four yards, five yards all the way down the field and they score, hats off to them. That's, that's interesting, man. And, and, and like I'm seeing more like, you know, lateral. Quick game screens, lat- behind the behind the line of scrimmage passes and throws, and we're seeing higher completion percentage. But I'm like, stats lie sometimes, dog. Like mm-hmm. I, shit, I told the cats yesterday, I, I completed three shovel passes for 200 yards and shit back in high school. That didn't mean I had a hell of a day. I just had fucking three shovel passes. Like, so I don't know. That's just me. Um, let me ask you this. I. I've been known to be critical on Lamar, not hater, because I know people that know him. I know he's a hell of a dude. He's a hell of a leader, right? Yeah. Lamar's a good dude for for like he. I mean, of course you're gonna say he's good dude, but like I'm saying, I know I know for a fact he's a hell of a dude, and I know. Yeah. My thing is this, Pat. Uh, I believe he 
deserves the bag, the big bag, because of the Deshaun Watsons, because of the Kyler Murrays. He's got an MVP. He's been to the playoffs. He's done these things. I've been on record. I was like, I, he deserves it, but I don't know if he's worth it yet. And I'm so scared of paying these dudes this big bag because I, I want to see them actually earn it, go get this money uh, because they win a Super Bowl or they win a couple of playoff games. What do you see this him headed? Do you think he's going to get the bag from the organization? Or if you don't, if you can't talk about it, don't even trip. But like, I, I, I think he's definitely uh, worth it. I don't know if he just deserves it because I haven't seen nobody, you know, right now playing like that to win a Super Bowl. I, I think you got to win Super Bowls at that position to get that money. But maybe I'm, I'm totally wrong now, dog. And you could correct me because if Deshaun got it, fucking Lamar needs to get it. Yeah, and I think that's the whole, the way the whole world see it. And I, I I think he deserves it, but I think at the end of the day, Lamar is like extremely confident in what he could do and what he could provide. And uh, the way he is playing right now, I'd say he probably will get it because if you look at the games, he take control of the game quick. And just the the energy that he that you can feed off of him when he makes a play on offense or the throws he make, like we were watching film as a team about uh, the Tampa game, and I seen a throw that he made. I didn't even notice it on the sideline, but you watched the throw, like it literally like in a tight window, like one inch from both players, and he just finds a way to put it in there. He does that weekly. So um, he's a great, great leader, great guy in the locker room. Uh, people that really don't get to see that side of him, but he, he's extremely goofy and funny. Yeah, clown. Um, I know you're a clown and be fucking yeah. with him. I already know, yeah. So yeah, hell of a dude, hell of a player. So I, I, I see him getting it. Like I said, man, I I'm I, I tell the truth. Cats think I'm hater on all these guys. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't a hater, dog. I have nothing personal. I love the kid. I think he's a hell of an ass or a hell of a kid, a character. I think he he's uh, very worthy of the money because of what the marketplace has been set. Um, you know, there's rumors out there that wideouts don't want to play there because you don't throw the ball enough or he's not as accurate as not. Is that all BS? It's most definitely BS. I think it's just uh team players just rather go somewhere else just because I don't know. Um he throw the ball 30 sometimes a game, 40 sometimes a game, which is probably like the league, the league average. He so, threw it the most last week. He came out throwing that bitch last week, 38 times, I think. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, at the end of the day, if they don't want to come here, oh, well, we'll get it popping with who we got. So uh, it is what it is on that. Hey, I'd like to hear that, though. If you if you, uh, if you you all bought into Coach Harbaugh and the system, I mean, you guys are like, fuck it, we'll rock with who we, we want to rock with, and whoever's here is going to get, you know, we're going to get after it. I, I appreciate that shit. That's real talk. I, I actually love that because you got these guys nowadays, like, it blew my mind yesterday. I saw the Jets wide out. Uh, they interviewed him and said, you know, what's what's are you and, uh, and Zach on the same page? Speaking of his quarterback, Zach Wilson, he was like, I don't really get the rock, so I don't know. And I was like, damn, that just tells me like that. You don't see that in the Ravens. You don't see that coming out of your locker, man. So I, I know that's a tightly knitted group you guys got over there. So uh, shot, kudos to you guys for that. Um, hey, man, one album, one album. I know you got to get out of here. Uh, one album. Uh, you can only listen to one album the rest of your damn life. What is it? One album the rest of my life. Hey, now, that's the hardest question for everybody. I don't know. Mm. One album, yeah, that's dog. Tough. That's tough. Are uh, you young, dog? What are you? Twenty three. Yeah. And you? Is this your second year in the league? Third. 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 Damn, that's a good question. Hey, I don't know. Think about that real quick uh, before you get out of here. What do you think about Jalen Rose came out and said 
Baseball, basically a white sport. You can go right out of high school and play professionally. Football and basketball, predominantly black sport. You can't. Um, they make you sit out. I think Jalen Rose says some dumb shit sometimes. I, I think the fact of the matter is, if you went right out of high school at 18 years old to the NFL, you're asking for a fucking injury weight that you may never get. Like, it's not, this ain't baseball, dog. You gotta have, a, this is a collision sport with grown men. Like, do you not see that? Is that not a real thing? No, that's real. Yeah, if you, if an 18 year old step on the field <laughs> in the league, it's a wrap. Like, it, you might find one exception. you going to get Trent Williams or something. Come on, yeah, Like, I don't know, because I played baseball growing up. I had offers for baseball, so I I know how baseball is. You could come right out and play. It's like, you see the pitching in high school. Like, once you get to ninth grade, people throwing gas. So Yeah, yeah. It's different. Basketball is different. you playing against grown men, but at the same time, it's just a ball and a hoop. Yeah, yeah. Too. Football, but dog. Shit. Football too physical for that. That's some crazy shit. Um, so, the car- People in the chat think Carter Four is your album, dog. Is that is that is that is that not your album? I'm nah, sure you got something. Nah. That ain't my shit. Nah, I don't know. Probably no ceilings. No ceilings are no ceilings too. Who your who your favorite rapper? Uh, right, right now? now I don't know. It's tough between probably Lil Baby and somebody else, but Lil Wayne, original Lil Wayne. Really? Especially from he's from Louisiana, so. Long time. Uh, he just had Lil Wayne on his new podcast. He left Fox Sports and now he's, he's he started up his own podcast. Lil Wayne was his first guest, so he's gonna blow this thing up. So he, he, Lil Wayne said Jay Z is the best rapper of all time for for a bunch of different reasons. He said Biggie was next. Uh, you agree? Uh, I really I, I don't listen to Jay Z that much or Biggie. Uh, I, I know a few of their songs, obviously, but like like I said, I ain't grew up on their music, so it never really. Yeah, it never grew on me. So I, I probably got like five songs of both of them on my phone, but I don't really listen to them because I'm, you know, I wasn't there. Yeah, that was a, that was back in the day, dog. That was back in the day. All right, favorite food, dog. Before I get you out of here, favorite food, go to. You gotta have it. Crawfish etouffee. Woo, shit. Easy. That's, that's that. Easy. That's that Louisiana shit. Hell yeah, best I food. I hear that. I gotta fuck with you on that. Uh, all right. You you got a favorite drink? Uh. Not really, nah. I just drink whatever. I drink whatever. I don't really give a damn. I am the same way. Shit, I don't care about that dark light. I don't do it. Short, fast, skinny, and tall, dog. I do it all. (laughs) Hey, man, uh, I appreciate you joining me, dog. I couldn't thank you more, man. I I, I wish you guys the best of luck, dog. Keep that locker room tight. I know you're the leader over there. Hopefully, uh, Roquan Smith can help you guys out and and, uh, make a run in this thing. And and uh, hey, I'll tell Lamar I'm, I'm available in the offseason. I'll get that motherfucker all the way right. Tell him I'll coach his ass up. But it's all good. I got you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, dog. Be safe out here. Yep, appreciate you too. Same to you. Right, brother. Peace. Later. Patrick Queen, appreciate him joining in. Um, much love to him joining in, man. Uh, can't thank him enough coming on, man. That's a real one, man, to come on and. Uh, you know, we had, we had talked before, too, so he's a good, humble kid, man. Um, can't thank him enough. Had to be real uh, with him. I, you know, I don't want to – I'm not going to put him in conflict with any of his current teammates or players or none of that shit, man. I don't matter anyway. I try to tell people that way. I don't give a fuck, and I'm not going to be the normal media guy um, that comes out and uses a platform. Let me try to send this to uh, – God damn. Um, 
Let me send this to Matt real quick. Uh, I don't want to be that guy that 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 uh Joe Court, what up? Welcome in, everybody. I appreciate you. Uh Patrick Queen joined us in the first hour already. Baltimore Ravens starting linebacker. Uh great kid, great dude. Uh I'm glad we clarified a lot of little things that a lot of people wouldn't probably ask him in mainstream media, especially Jalen Rose's dumbass comments. Uh, you got a player that's 23 years old in the NFL right now, knowing damn well he couldn't have played in the league at 18. So I had to get that out there. Um, asked him about Lamar a little bit here and there. And, and obviously, I'm not going to ask him too much because he plays with that man. He's in his locker room every day. And uh, I just wanted to ask a couple things that a lot of people want to ask him. But uh, I thought it went well. Great kid. Um, getting into this. Uh, let's get into the... Uh, Pre-snap read portion of this show brought to you by CanadaDipsCBD.com. Pre-snap read. Uh, make sure you follow us today. Uh, myself, Sean Salisbury, we launched the premiere, the world premiere of Last Chance Q today, 4 p.m. Pacific. You'll get your first teaser, and uh, we're going to use the same format, pre-snap, post-snap, first and thir third downs, a two-minute drill, plus what do we know? And uh, we're going to get into a few other segments on the show. And uh, it is going to be the most entertaining, most valuable. Uh, you're going to learn more lessons on this show than any football coaching show there is on the planet. And uh, that starts today, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that. We're not charging anything in the uh, on YouTube. We're not creating a new tier or anything right now. We're going to let, let the masses see it. And then uh, once we grow it and get it big, so she said, um, we're going to move it on. We're going to keep it on, but we'll probably have a, uh, a different level to it. And then Patreon, you can become a member on Patreon of uh, several different tiers, and you can gain any access you want. We'll put on, uh, we'll put documentation up. We will put videos, teach tapes, you name it. We'll have it all up there uh, very shortly. So, Appreciate you. So we're in the pre-snap read here. Uh, Rain postpones the World Series game three. Uh, I want to again thank Patrick Queen, the Baltimore Ravens, for allowing him to come on the show. Uh, appreciate Mark for becoming a new subscriber. Hopefully become a new member. $1.99. Best $1.99 you could spend right fucking here. Uh, Rain postpones the World Series game three. Uh, I didn't even know the World Series was on. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, I don't really care. I think baseball needs to play in the rain. I think if baseball played in the fucking rain, I think it'd be more entertaining. You get more value. You get more eyes on this fucking sport. I think if we slid in the first, second base in the mud and motherfuckers got up muddy and shit, uh, maybe a cat steps on his arm while he slides into second base, cuts him open, gets some blood going, blood and mud. Shit, you can't beat blood and mud in a sport. You can't beat blood and mud. The old Jack Tatums and the old Dick Buckuses bleeding with mud all over their face. I want to see that, baseball. Then maybe you'll gain a fan. But until then, I don't want to watch your pussy fucking sport. I don't want to watch your pussy sport, Ryan. You must be a pussy because you like baseball. And you have to play in pristine conditions. We can't have any rain. We can't have no wind. We can't fart in the wind and smell it. Oh, man, somebody fucking put it in my face. I can't play today. You soft pussies. Some motherfucker in the right field just sits there the whole time like this. 
Oh, I got a ball. <laughs> you fucks. You ain't even fucking play. Bruce Helm, shut up. I don't even want to read what you got to say. Players in the rain would risk injury. Shut the fuck up. You soft pussies. You guys are soft as shit. Uh, the Browns absolutely dragged the Bengals. Joe Burrow looks bad. Um, the Ravens grab Raquan Smith. We just talked to Patrick Queen about that. Paul George takes over as the Clippers beat Houston last night. Yippee fucking yay. Clippers beat Houston. Houston is one of the worst teams in the NBA. Paul George goes off. Uh, Tom Brady says he's going to focus on his kids and work after the amicable divorce. Uh, Venus and Serena post, uh, they posted some, some shit on IG, raises speculation about their tennis futures. Um, that usually means we need more money. <laughs> that usually means we need more money. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, what's up with Kyrie? Now people are calling for the NBA to suspend him for his post, I guess, on Instagram. Why? I don't know too much about it. I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. Uh, all I know is Steve Nash said it was a learning uh, period. We've learned from it. Now we can teach from it. <laughs> I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, dog. Why is he always into something? I already I, I brought this up yesterday. I think Kyrie just wants a, an excuse to be shitty. I think he wants an excuse to, to get out of never winning another title. That is what I truly believe. Um, I think that he really, uh, I think he really, really just wants an excuse, dog, because he knows he'll never win. He'll know he's, he knows he'll never fucking win. So, um, 162 games. It's not. It's not easy, dog. You. It actually is easy because a real sport. You can't play every day. <laughs> you can't play every day if it's a real sport. So for me to say I'm going to play 162 games and play every day and you're telling me it's not easy is actually a fucking oxymoron. And you're, it's a fallacy, bro. It is easy. Or you wouldn't be able to fucking play it every day. What do you mean? You couldn't play baseball every fucking day if it wasn't easy. <laughs> it was fucking easy as shit. I just got to go up, fucking, I'm going to go take BP today and, hey, pitch into this net over here. And the fucking manager's in the fucking dugout with a chew in his lip. He's just sitting there spitting in the dugout, doesn't say nothing. All right, let's go. <laughs> the most worthless fucking coaches in professional sports are the baseball managers. What the fuck does a baseball manager really do? What does he really do? the fuck does he really do he's a manager of what what the fuck does the manager really do have you seen a motherfucker come out the dugout and like let's go dog let's get it going uh like come on man um Um, 
Matt has uh Matt Matt's got a few issues at the house. Uh one of his babies got sick, so he may not be able to make it on today. I told him don't trip on it. Uh, I rock this bit solo. It ain't no big deal. Um appreciate Matt for joining me every day. Um I think he's made the show better. Um but let me ask you. What the fuck does a baseball manager do? Baseball managers make the lineup and evaluate talent to put the team in the best place to win. <laughs> Here, here's my lineup, all right? Here, ready for my lineup? Here we go. Aaron Judge, you're 6'7", 250, and you hit bombs every night. Guess what I think? You'll start. I think you'll play. <laughs> hey, you, Mookie Blitz, we play you uh, $400 million. Ah, I think you're going to play today, too. Hey, dog, just so you know, Bruce Helms, a fucking gorilla, a dog, a giraffe, a zebra can all make the fucking lineup in the Major League Baseball when you have the fucking players paid. What do you mean? Do you think the manager's going to come out and say, hey, Aaron Judge, you sit this one out, dog. Yeah, we're going to go with this guy from AAA. You motherfuckers sound dumb as a rock. You sound dumb as a fucking rock, Bruce Helms. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, line up. Let's see, I got Aaron Judge. This motherfucker hit 65 home runs. <laughs> That's a real hard fucking decision, homie. Holy shit. Pitching rotations. All right, let's go. You have a two, uh, you know, Kershaw, you got 2.0 ERA. You're going to go today. I think you're going to go today. And then you'll go every other day until your arm falls off. That's fucking not hard, homie. Shut the fuck up. You have no, t shut the hell up, pitching rotation. You know what the rotation is, Bruce? Whoever gets the most money. How fucking hard is the rotation? How Dave Roberts doing with that? You think Dave Roberts fucking did a good job with that pitching rotation shit? Or is that you're another analytics stat that guy? You're a stat that guy. Shut the fuck up. Dave Roberts just fucked us. He's cost us more World Series than he's won. He's, he's cost us more World Series by his dumb fucking analytics. Just like these coaches are doing on fourth down. What do I know? But what does JB know? Can't wait for me and Sean Salisbury to break down NFL things. Why you fucks are going for it on fourth down? Guess what? Three points actually are better than zero points. I don't know. I'm not a genius, but fuck me. Um, Ryan, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Kershaw is a shitty Mustang. Kershaw's shitty in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. He had one good playoff run. They won the World Series, ironically, that year. He is shitty in the playoffs. Hey, dog, he don't have, some people don't have the it factor. Some people don't have the it factor, period. Some people don't have the it factor. I actually know some baseball guys. I have a lot of baseball fans. Like, I have respect for baseball players who hit a baseball at 100 miles an hour. Because if you didn't as an athlete or a former athlete or a coach, you'd be an ignorant fuck. So for you to make that eye hand-eye coordination and hit a baseball coming 100 miles an hour, which I think is the hardest thing to do in the world. Um, you have nothing but respect for that man who can hit a home run or hit a base hit every game. Like, fuck, dog, what Tony Gwynn did for years. Don't get it twisted. I know baseball, motherfuckers. 
Don't think I don't know the fucking all sports. And I can talk to any of you fucks under the table on any fucking discussion about any sport. So whenever you feel froggy, leap, motherfuckers. So I want to hear all this bullshit in the fucking chat. Coach don't know. Motherfucker, I'll talk to you about any sport. Want to talk about swimming, motherfucker? I can talk to you about any sport. The bottom line is, though, baseball is a fucking waste of sperm. Managers don't need to be in the dugout. You think managers are going to fucking make the difference in a fucking game? No, they're not. Because you lost them the game. But like I say, coaching's over-fucking-rated. And there ain't a coach in baseball. They're managers. <laughs> and then you have first-base coaches and third-base coaches and hitting coaches. Now we call them hitting instructors. Get the fuck out of here. You, you think Barry Bonds got coached up? <laughs> or do you think he can come out and fucking hit a baseball? Because he came out the womb having that shit. Come on, man. Miss me. And everybody that likes baseball in the chat, you guys are all like some fucking backwood fucking dude who sits around and you grew up and, and <laughs> spitting sunflower seeds and dip and, and only know baseball. And then Venezuela just took it over your sport and you're mad at everybody. All the Venezuelans came over here and took over your sport, and you're pissed off because you couldn't play it well enough. <laughs> I love getting the chat cracking. Oh, man. Barry Bonds didn't get coached up, Waji West. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like I coached Jermaine Johnson, too. I told him, hey, man, listen, if you do this, you can run a 4-4, and you'll be 6-7, and you'll be 260, and you'll be a first-round draft pick, all right? Listen to what I say. <laughs> Ah, you guys are fucking so ignorant. Some of you are so fucking ignorant. Shut the fuck up. No, see, that's, you guys don't understand. Thomas Blair. See, he just made a super dumb comment. Dad taught him everything. So Bobby Bonds taught Barry Bonds everything. <laughs> Let me teach you something, youngster. You know what happened? Bobby Bonds fucked Barry Bonds' mom. And they had a baby. His name was Barry Bonds. And Barry Bonds is an offspring of Bobby Bonds, who is a great fucking big-time Major League Baseball talent, who's a freak of nature, who was a fucking unbelievable baseball player. And I think his sperm has more fucking athletic genes in it than any of you. <laughs> you think he taught him? Oh, little Barry, here we go. Barry, welcome to the world. Guess what? You're going you're gonna to stay away from that fucking 3-2 uh, fucking uh, fastball. We're going to take the... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He fucking taught him. No, he had him. He made him, motherfucker. Don't get it twisted. Don't fucking take coaching for genetics, motherfucker. Genetics is number one key. Genetics is the key. Not fucking coaching. Shut the fuck up. No shit. I didn't say steroids make you hit a... Hit a uh, you still got to have hand-eye coordination. I don't give a fuck. I think Barry Bonds deserves to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. I, do, I, I think Pete Rose does too. I don't give a fuck about the PED thing and all that. 
you still have to hit a baseball. So I think Barry Bonds' hand-eye coordination is as great as anyone in the world uh, has ever been, ever seen. Um, having said that, though, Bobby Bonds didn't fucking teach him that. <laughs> he fucking nutted him out, motherfucker. You're lucky. That's one cat we, you know, we wish we didn't nut pull out. You know what I mean? We wanted that motherfucker to be born. Um, we're moving right along here. The, the Nets win their second game of the season, beating the Pacers. Philly seems to be getting it figured out. Uh, basketball winning another one. The Bucks uh, continue to their good start. Milwaukee and then Sacramento Kings are surprising some folks. And Utah drags Memphis. Uh, John Morant starting off hot, but they got drugged last night by Utah without Mitchell. Um, we'll see how that works. My LA Kings went five and one. Uh, they win five to one in hockey. That's all I fucking know about that sport. Uh, the Lakers should entertain a trade with Miles Turner. I want you to hear something real quick. Uh, very interesting uh, interview that happened. Um, I want you to hear this because it's very interesting. I got to let you uh, see this. Um, have a listen to this. You've been hearing it for months. So I'll ask you, if you're the Lakers, would you do the two picks? Would you do the two picks? <laughs> oh, that's, that's such an intriguing question <laughs> at that. Um, I think personally, you know, when you look at this business of the league and, you know, knowing the landscape of the league, you know, you have to go off your future, right? And think, we, we all know pictures are so valuable in this league. And someone like myself, I'm heading into the last year of my, you know, my deal. Boy, and you want to make sure you know, you're getting a return you know, for your assets, you right? So, you know, if I'm the Lakers, I take a very hard look at this with the position that you're in. You know, I know what I can provide for a team, you know, my, my leadership, my shot blocking, you know, my three-point ability, and just my ability to make plays out there on the floor. And I take a very long look at it. But as far as pulling the trigger, you know, that's uh, – I get paid to shoot. Now, you know, I'm not meant to make these calls, so I, I couldn't answer that. <laughs> this motherfucker got to be joking me, dog. This is the fucking generation we're in. Like, this is the generation. This dude, I thought, so if a coach talks about a player on another team, he gets fined, they lose draft picks, they lose capital, it's a fucking tampering call they they call it tampering but this man plays for the pacers gets on national tv and says if i'm the lakers i take a very hard look at this with the position that you're in i know that i can provide for a team dog he just said trade me to the lakers basically <laughs> He said, if I was the Lakers, I would trade for me. This motherfucker plays for the Indiana Pacers. You just slapped every Pacer fan, every Pacer, everybody. Um, I know it's nothing's wrong to you, Greg. I get it because I know you're a softie. I get it. You think it's okay. That's fucking the problem with America. You think it's okay. I'm going to throw my team under the bus. Like, how the fuck has this changed so bad? How do you think it's okay for me to go back to my team tomorrow after I was on ESPN saying, hey, dog, Lakers should trade for me. But let's play tonight. Let's go get it. <laughs> the, the, for you to condone it, Greg, 
for you to condone it just to me just makes it, it, it gives me like that's where we're headed these soft pussy fucks you cats are so fucking pussy soft that we're headed in a direction where we think it's cool trade me but i'm gonna go back and play hard tomorrow for you guys dog don't trip don't worry about it <laughs> holy shit tell me he's looking out for himself no shit greg no shit, dumb fuck. You get it. <laughs> Holy shit. No shit. That's what we are now, dumb fuck. We're a bunch of selfish fucks. No shit. He's looking out for himself. No shit. How about Kyler Murray? How's that working out? He's looking out for himself too. How's all these other fucks? There is no loyalty in this thing no more, dog. You got these fucks in here that think that. Come on, man. You guys are fucking unbelievable. Unfucking believable the thought processes of some of you fucks. But that's where we are, dog. It's not even it's not even worth harping on. Uh Brian Harson gets fired at Auburn. Um <sighs> No shit. Wazi West. Why the fuck you think he was on my show? <laughs> What's your point? No shit. I have real ones on the show for the most part. Real ones come on my show. For you to want to be on my show, you have to have some type of realness. And guess what? He's a fan. We've been talking for a long time. So obviously real recognizes real. So obviously I'm not going to have a cat on my show that's not going to say... I'd rather play video games and fuck my team. <laughs> oh, my God, dog. Uh, Brian Harson fired at Auburn. We knew it was just it was inev- inevitable. We just didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, now I'm supposedly the new head coach at Auburn. I love the fans, dog. They make me fucking, they make me gifts, memes, memes, whatever you guys call them. They make me fucking pictures. They Photoshop me. They put me in Auburn Uni. They put me in Nebraska. I'm everyone's coach, man. I appreciate you. Too bad the administration's too scared to ever fuck with me. Um, Who's the next Auburn coach? Dion? I don't see it. I don't think, I think people are still scared of that hire as well. Uh, I don't see that. Um, I think they're too commercial to be that bar stool energetic guy uh, like Dion. I don't know if someone power five wise is going to pull the trigger on that. Um, The rumors are out there that it's going to be Bill O'Brien. Of course, Dick Saban's word is going to be crucial. He's going to make a call to Auburn. They'll fucking hire Bill O'Brien. They'll recycle the same shit. Bill O'Brien will be gone in two years. They'll do it again. Like, dog, it's so sickening watching the college football hires and the processes. Um, it's it's unbelievable. Um, Duncanville, Duncanville High School in South Carolina or Texas or what? Um. Uh, I didn't know about it. I thought 
I thought high school's, I mean, fucking wide open. What do you mean recruiting? Recruiting is the same shit. Like, I don't get it. What do you mean? Fucking high school recruiting's go. It's it's open now. Like, come on, dog. We got to get over this shit. Y'all allowed weed. Y'all haven't. You're transferring high schools four times in four years. What the fuck are we still suspending dudes for? <laughs> this shit is open now. It's wide open now. I don't understand what we're doing, Texas. Come on, man. Uh, I don't. I don't know about the Lane Kiffin to Auburn thing. I don't know. Um, it's very interesting to me. I don't know. My my question is. My question is. Is Ole Miss sexy enough to keep Lane Kiffin? Is Ole Miss sexy enough to keep Lane Kiffin? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I've had a lot of kids out of Duncanville. I recruit the shit out of Duncanville. I've always liked Duncanville. Uh, They've always had good kids. I don't know why you would suspend a guy for for recruiting. Uh, like what the fuck? That's what we're doing now. That's the thing now. It's like weed. You guys allowed it. Oh fuck! Now, re- now you you made your bed. Sleep in it, motherfuckers. You made your bed. Sleep in it. Modern day and my Bosco don't recruit out here. <laughs> fuck dog. California kids are going to fucking IMG. IMG kids are coming out here to modern day. Get the fuck out of here. Like get the fuck out of here with this suspension of recruiting shit. Like it's fucking dumb. Um, I don't know if Ole Miss is sexy enough for Lane and Lane gets bored just like I do, just like Sark, just like a lot of coaches in the trade get bored. They want the new challenge. They want the new place. They want to see what's on the other side. Takes a lot of discipline for you to stay in one place, such as a Nick Saban, such as a Dabo Sweeney. Such as guys like that. Number one, you got to win. They have to want you there. Number two, you have to want to be there. And um, wanting and needing are two completely different things. Wanting and needing are two completely different things. So I don't know if Ole Miss can keep Lane and be – because. Because of the sexiness appeal. The the sex appeal isn't lame. You know what I'm saying? Auburn's that, that sexy appeal. They're closer to Alabama. He's, in, he's inching closer to Nick Saban, who he idolizes. Uh, I'm not saying he would, he would be the next Alabama coach. Um, but... You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he would take a black eye, though. He would take a black eye. SEC to SEC, you're in there, you're leaving, you're building a place, you're 7-1, and one, and you leave. You've rebuilt this place, Old Miss, back to, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze had him good one year. You know, he's, Lane's showing some consistency. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if, if Lane can do that. I do not know. Uh, Billima's not. Billima has some skeletons in the closet. He doesn't fit there. I'm, I'm, I want to give you guys some truth to this, okay? I want to give you guys some real harsh realities on hires. Number one, 
the presidents are very clueless when they hire head coaches. Okay. They hire committees, they hire search firms. The search firms go out and they go through their contacts and talk to agents, agents who represent certain coaches. Now, that agent has to be connected to that search firm and that coach has to look the part first. A, has to look the part for that institution. For that institution. So, Bilamo was asked about, I know Brett, Brett real well. Bilamo was asked about, I just saw in this search, Bilamo, can he go to Auburn? No. He can't. Bilamo's got a lot of weight on him. He's a bigger cat. He, he, he's not what he once was at Wisconsin. K-State, when he was there coaching backers. Uh, when he recruited my kids, Marvin Simmons and, and those guys from Compton that played at K-State. We had a lot of Compton kids going to K-State while, while back when I, when I was coaching them. Let me, let, me, let me say what I mean. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 pounds lighter now, but I'm still not in no fucking sexy fucking shape, right? Um, you know, he doesn't fit Auburn. Auburn wants a Brian Harson. Tight, skinny jeans, little pretty fucking, you know, like that is number one. I'm just giving you real shit. I'm, I'm telling you what agents tell me, what search committee people that I know tell me, and what I know from ADs that I'm no longer coaching in the profession tell me. Number one, you have to look the part. Why? Because number one, you have to be on all these graphic images. Number two, you have to sell the booster club and the committee when they promote you to big time corporations. Big old Charlie Weisses and Manginos don't exist anymore. Show me. Show me them. We used to have big old fucking fat dudes roaming the sidelines for years. Have you noticed it's gone away? Because it's all about image now. It's all about image now and how you portray our institution. Sam Pittman is heavy, but he's not Mangino, Charlie Weiss, Bielema. So I'm just, I'm just telling you, it is a real fucking thing. To me, I, I, I see it on, on, on part of it for the simple fact that this is a great discussion, by the way. If I were to go back coaching, I would work out and do some things that I'm not doing now, even though I, I am, I've lost 30 pounds and all this shit. Um, you know, um, even though I've lost 30 pounds, I would still go out, work out. I'd get back in the weight room with, with the team, with the coaches. I would do those things because I want to be energetic on the sideline. I want to be at practice. I want to be able to run a round on a football field. So that's number one. So for myself, I'd want to do that. See what I'm saying? Um, the image side of it, I see now with the social media world, um, 
Um, you have to look this certain part. And that's what I just don't like. Like, I, I hate that shit. Um, but I see it. And this is the social media world now, dog. It's all marketing. It's all fucking graphic design. It's all this. But my other side of it is like, all right, well, fuck. You got filters for these females on IG. Filter the fucking guy up. Filter beat him up. Put him in skinny jeans. Fucking put him on your marketing board. <laughs> if he's the best coach, um, if he's the best coach, then put him in there. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know who the best fit is for Auburn. It's not an NFL coach. Please do not mention an NFL coach. NFL coaches don't translate to college. College coaches do not translate to NFL. It is proven fact. It's happened fucking two times in American history. Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll. So don't act like it's happening every year. Coaches struggle to leave college, go to the NFL. NFL to go to college, they struggle. They don't want to recruit. They don't understand the dynamic. They don't want to deal with kids decommitting, which doesn't exist, by the way. So... Matt Rule's a college guy. He needs to stay in college. He he got his Nick Sabans on. He got to go to the league. He tasted it out. He checked it out. He tasted it. It, it was sour for him. Now he's got to go back to college. Um, so, you know, he's got to figure it out. That's just my take on that. Um. So I don't know, man. Auburn's a situation. It's a sticky deal there. You know, uh, I would have kept Miles on another year at least and uh, see what he could do. Um, but they'll never go back and retread, uh, even though they recycle fucking every year. Every single program recycles new bodies, but it just they won't recycle and retread. They won't retread. They won't do a retread with a guy. Uh, Matt Rule, I could see in Auburn. I can actually see Matt Rule in Auburn. Um, that is something that I could, I could see, I could see that. Um, does he, does it happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think of the opening jobs right now. I can't believe we're still in pre-snap. Uh, the opening jobs right now, you know, I don't know if any job is as sexy of a hire for Matt Rule, who's got a lot of money from the Carolina Panthers, who doesn't need to coach. I think he goes in the booth this year, keeps that money. But Colorado, Arizona State, um, Wisconsin, Nebraska, I don't think those are sexy hires. I don't think, I don't think Matt Rule has interest in any of those. Auburn, Auburn would be the only one. Auburn would be the only one. Hey, Greg, I didn't even know California high school playoffs were starting again. I'm going to go. I've been invited to go see a couple games this Friday. I'm going to go. I haven't been to a game all year. Not one. Not a JUCO game. Not a high school game. Use that. Go see a few. I haven't been to one at all. I've been just swamped. I'm going to go this Friday uh, and and check out a game. Um, so I'll be out there. Um 
So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know who goes to Auburn, man. Uh, we're taking too long on this conversation, but uh, it's very interesting. I don't think Dion's the guy. I think they're scared. I think they. I don't think they want to do that. I don't think they want that social media uh, bombardment. I think that is going to hurt them. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if if Wisconsin sticks with him or not. I don't think he's sexy enough. I don't think he's sexy enough hired. Uh, as we've been talking about the Detroit Lions, I know you see I see some MDC stuff in the chat. Dan Campbell. Uh, listen, I said they they should have fired Aaron Glenn long ago. Instead, they fired defensive back coach Aubrey Pleasant. Uh, people fell in love with him on 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 Hard Knocks. Uh, blah blah blah. He's a scapegoat for Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn's MDC's guy. Matt Campbell's guy. He's going to save him. He fired Aubrey Pleasant to show that I'm doing some things. I don't believe that's enough. I think Dan Campbell's asking to get fired. Um, he should have made a move with the D.C. And you got to take these things serious. These are head coaching decisions, leadership decisions, big boy decisions. Not saying that Campbell's not a big boy and can't make those decisions. I'm just saying he did not do it. And therefore, I think he'll be fired. Unfortunately, that's just what it is. But can we just cut to the chase? The Detroit Lions are going to get a new coach every two years until leadership changes. It is a bad organization operating in a bad way. And they have unbelievably horrible fucking roster moves they've made and they continue to make. They have no serious depth. They have no big time. St. Brown is, is the only one. Um, the only one that, you know. The only one that's different there is him. Um, I don't think they have any outside threats like that. Um the Lions are in a bad place. They, they're back again as one of the worst football teams in the NFL. Uh, Campbell's going to get fired. It, it is what it is. And unfortunately, uh, I mean, yeah, how do you not put a Barry Sanders trophy out there right away? Or a, a, a statue right away? Like, it don't make sense. <laughs> uh, Chase Young is back for the Commanders. Um We'll see how he's – he hasn't played much. He's back. Uh, he had that injury last year. He's back. Commanders won two in a row. I said it on this show, but what do I know? I said Taylor Heineke's going to come out with rejuvenated energy and he's going to win some games. Did I not fucking say that on this show? I have receipts. We can go back and play the show. I have receipts saying Heineke will win some games for the Commanders, and now they're right in the thick of things. Giants just lost. Uh, Eagles are obviously the head and shoulders and head of the class of that division. Uh, the Cowboys are still winning. They're staying in there. Uh, them and the Giants are tied now behind the Eagles. It's going to be very interesting. Commanders, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think they're going to beat someone they're not supposed to. I think they're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to. But what do I know, Stephen Schultz? Um... We'll see. It's gonna be hard, man. It's gonna be hard. The Giants got a got some things, you know, to figure out. They 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 hit a wall in, in Seattle. That's a tough travel across the country play game, though. That is a tough one. But there's no excuses in this in this league. There's this a man's league. No excuses. 
Uh, Florida cut redshirt junior outside linebacker Brenton Cox Jr. Uh, the reason is not given, and, sa- and Cox was the sack leader last season and leads the team in tackles for loss this year. Uh, Cox Jr. was a five-star prospect and number two edge rusher coming out of high school. <coughs> uh, must have been a shitbird, right? Must have been a shitbird. Um yeah, but so was Saquon Barkley. And if you stop the run, and in, in, in speaking of the Giants, you stop the run in Saquon Barkley, then Joe, Joe, I mean, uh, fucking uh, Daniel Jones is going to have problems. They're going to have problems, dog. I mean, he, he's not a guy to just drop back and throw the ball over the fucking park like, like, like fucking Todd, Todd Brady, Tom Brady, right? So, um, anyway, uh, Shout out to Patrick Queen for joining me, man, uh, earlier in the show. If you didn't go back, if you didn't see it, go back and watch the first part of the show. We had Patrick Queen, starting linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Appreciate him joining us. Um, let's head on over to the first and 10 segment of this show, uh, brought to you by betonline.ag. First down. Um, it's first down here on the Coach JB show. And, uh, Hey, the Ravens got the Saints. Patrick Queen just talked about it. Saints just came off a 24-0 drumming of the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr was non-existent. Josh Jacobs was non-existent. Josh McDaniels was non-existent as a play caller. And as a head coach, he needs to just fucking give it up. Stop being a head coach. Go be a coordinator. Uh, Me and Sean Sean Salisbury is going to talk about that today. On Last Chance Q, uh, that show premieres today. The world premiere airs today last chance q um it'll be airing later on today so make sure that you uh keep it out last chance q um gonna be a great one first episode today we're gonna do it later on we're gonna film it we're gonna edit it we're gonna make it a real production and then we will air it 4 p.m pacific uh every day so um so that's you know it is what it is, dog. It is what it is. Um, but uh, that'll be on later on today. Um, <clears throat> damn. Let me see what happened here. So Migos, Migos rapper, breaking news if you didn't hear this, Migos rapper Takeoff has died in a shooting outside of a bowling alley in Houston. He was 28 years old. Um, I don't know nothing about Migos. I don't know who that is. Um, so I apologize. I don't know who that is. Um, but he's died, apparently. So for all you guys that are Migos fans, um, tough situation. Right there, Last Chance Q airs today, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, they say it was over a uh, they say it was over a dice game. That's what I'm hearing. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, they say he was shooting dice, and one of you guys say he accidentally shot himself. Or somebody, I've heard he shot himself. I heard somebody shot him on accident. I heard he got shot over talking shit. Dog, I don't understand, dog. I do not understand. 
Um, they're calling it a homicide. I mean, I don't know, dog. It is what it is. I don't really give a fuck either. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck, dog. That's just the problem that I am. That's what I'm letting you know. Like, I don't want to hear or see anyone losing their life. But why are rappers dying at an all-time high? Why are rappers dying at an all-time high? And why should I care? Dog, start none, won't be none. Stay the fuck out the way. Stay in your lane. Do the right thing. You got choices. Life's about fucking choices. Stop making stupid ones. And then maybe the youth will see you not making those stupid ones, and then you they won't follow your dumb ass down those fucking shitty paths. Maybe do that. I don't know. Maybe do that. Uh, Brian, come on, homie. I, I'm, I'm from Compton, dog. That's, that, why, why is that breaking news? <laughs> Somebody got stabbed last night. I bet you 500 others got stabbed and shot last night in L.A. too if you pull up the obituary. So what the fuck does that matter? Like... Dog, it is what it is. You get stabbed walking your doggy. Like, what the fuck is that? Breaking news? Someone got stabbed in Hollywood? <laughs> somebody got fucked in Hollywood, too. And then somebody probably got fucking beat. Somebody probably got shot last night in the alleyway somewhere in L.A., Long Beach, Compton, Watts, Inglewood. Who knows? Uh, and in Orange County, you know, some rich white motherfucker probably beat the shit out of his wife. And nobody knows about that yet. And then some rich actor probably overdosed on coke last night and crack and meth. And that'll come out. I mean, fuck, homie. It is what it is. That's these dumb motherfuckers, dog. It is what it is. Life's about choices. I don't feel sorry. Sorry. I don't feel sorry for you. Give me the millions of dollars and let me affect others. And help others. Instead, these dudes got millions, which they've earned. I can't knock it. I'm not saying they need to do anything with their money. But when they die because of stupid shit, I don't feel sorry. So I'm going to be honest and real with you. It goes both ways. Take your money and help folks do things. And that doesn't mean give away money. It means you can do things to help folks when you have money. Don't get it twisted. And Make make better choices. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want me to say? And then you're going to have people defending him. Um, and you're going to have people coming to their defense like, like some of these cats in here. And like, you know, somebody said, uh, what did you say here? He wasn't doing anything. He he got shot because of someone else. <laughs> Dog, do you realize what you just fucking said, Tyler Cunningham? He wasn't doing anything. He got shot because of someone else. I didn't know. I thought, no way. He got shot because of someone else. You are shitting me. I got to uh, Do I have a breaking news fucking thing? <laughs> I didn't think we ran around shooting ourselves everywhere. No shit, he got shot by someone else for someone else. <laughs> Holy fuck, homie. 
Some of you guys say some dumb shit. Like, there's no way you're this dumb. There's no fucking way you're this dumb. You can't be, homie. You cannot be this dumb. Like, if you are this dumb, then I got to talk to your pops. I got to talk to this motherfucker. I got to talk to your dad and say, sir, why didn't the fuck you pull out? Why didn't you fucking pull out? Because Tyler is a dumb motherfucker. Holy shit. Simpsons to the rescue. Here's Simpson. He's trying to say that it's someone else's fault he got shot. I'm going to put whiskey in this coffee, dog, early this morning. I'm about to put whiskey in this motherfucker. <sighs> that shit blows my mind. Holy fuck. Bro, he got shot by someone else. What's the big deal? It blows my mind. Anyway, um, holy fuck, some of you guys are dumb. Jesus Christ. It's unbelievable. So, Mac Jones throws for 194 yards last week. Uh, They win and get to beat the Jets. Is he the guy moving forward? That is what I got to ask you. Uh, Is he the guy moving forward? 194 yards. Um, I don't know. I got a couple things to say. Um, I want to uh, I want to give you my top my bottom five performances by the way uh, real quick I want to give you my bottom five performances my worst five performances in the NFL week seven here we go number one Raiders you absolutely no showed you absolutely fucking no showed um, you were horrible non-existent you showed up and done nothing you're a zero you showed up and dropped a goose egg. Um, Unbelievable. The Raiders are the worst of the worst this week against a fucking Saints team that just couldn't get out their own way for the last few weeks, and you got demolished by them. Blanked. Zeroed out. What the fuck, dog? Number two, the Rams. You absolutely no-show. After a bye week, which is absolutely unacceptable, that you still, Les Snead is yet to make a trade for... Cam Akers, you are holding on to this cancerous fuck and not moving him. Now, either the league knows he's shitbird and nobody wants him, or you're sitting on your fucking hands waiting for a running game to appear out of nowhere. The Rams have no run game. Without a run game, you can't run boot naked. You can't run play pass. You can't run ride in action. You can't run RPO. You can't do shit. Without a run game. So what are they going to do with Cam Akers? Because he's just sitting there cancering up the place and they're not playing him, but they're paying him. That makes no fucking sense. That makes no sense. Uh, I did hear they're going to go after the kid out of Carolina, the DN. They need another pass rusher to help Aaron Donald. I don't know if they're going to give him that, get that. They need a run game. They need a running back. They need a big wideout. Are they going to make it? Today's the trade deadline. I can't wait to speak to Chase uh, Senior tomorrow. 
Um, and after today's trade deadline, who knows what's going to happen? We're going to see a lot of trades happening. I'll be posting some later on. We'll talk about it tomorrow's show uh, when Matt joins us again. Uh, he may still join us today. We don't know if he can get out of there. Um, I don't think the Eagles need Kareem Hunt. I would not cancer up that locker room with Kareem Hunt. Did you see Kareem Hunt on the sideline yesterday when they pulled him out of the game? They were winning by 20 fucking five, and he's on the sideline pouting like a bitch-made cat he is. Did you not see that? Did you not see that? The deadline's November 1st, Simpson Andrews. Isn't today the first? Is today the first or what? Yeah, last night was Halloween. Today's the first, dog. What are you talking about? Today, trade acquisitions have to be submitted to the NFL office. But what do I know? Simpson, you know a lot for not knowing nothing. <laughs> oh, what? No way, homie. Oh, the son of uh, Mike Zimmer who's now coaching with Dion as an analyst over in Jackson state, former Vikings head coach, son, Adam just died. 38 years old. Unfortunate, man. I knew he was going through some shit. Uh, he just died at 38 years old. So you got that breaking news. Rip Adam Zimmer. Uh, not that it's breaking for me, but Adam Zimmer just died. I got it. Just like all you guys got it. Um, Unfortunate. Uh, Zimmer, I would assume, because he's already had a wife uh, passed away as well, man. Uh, unfortunate. He's going through a lot. Prayers, T's and P's to the Zimmer family. Mike Zimmer, hell of a football coach. Hell of a fucking football coach, by the way. Uh, people, That's why I, I just wish he would have stayed as a D.C. People just get killed once they're head coaches. People, people don't understand their value. They're very, very undervalued. Um, when they become head coaches and don't succeed. You know what I mean? When they don't succeed, um, very, very undervalued. Um, yes, Tyler, fucking damn right. I don't know how he died. If he died because of an overdose, if he died because uh, he got shot in the wrong place at the wrong time, he's the same as the rapper. But I'm saying sorry to his daddy, dumb fuck. What the fuck is different? <laughs> what is the difference? The difference is I'm saying sorry for his daddy that lost his son. Is that not something that's fathomable for you? Can you not understand that? I don't give a fuck about the rapper who's got millions of dollars sitting out in the hood trying to act hard. Dumb fuck. That's the difference. I said to the dad who I know who's a coach, sorry you lost your son. Because in this world, sorry, so you don't, there is no worse feeling than losing a kid before you die. So did I come out and say, man, I don't know what happened, dog, but I feel so bad for this kid losing his life? No. I said Mike Simmers lost his wife. Now he just lost his son. Rip to the Zimmer family. Did I not say that? Oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about your rapper, homies, homie. Because <laughs> you could have made a better decision and got the fuck out the way. Okay? So we'll find out what happened to his son. I don't really give a fuck either way. But I want to console Mike as a 
father losing his kid. That's what I'm saying, dumbass. So we'll see how he passed away. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, some of you are fucking mind-boggling idiots. Oh, my God. It don't make no sense. Uh, the Rams, after a bye, are my number two worst teams of the week. Uh, the Bengals last night absolutely get drugged. They could not protect Burrow. Without Chase, Burrow looks average. Is that the big fucking deciding factor for the Bengals? Is that the big difference? Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Colts, they were number four. They start Ellinger, a rookie. Uh, I just thought that was a horrible decision. The Colts as an organization are is are my worst top five, five performances. And then number five, the Texans, dog. This is why. For all you guys that don't understand why I'm picking the Texans as a top five bad performance. Um, you have an NFL coach who's a defensive coordinator. Um, head coach who's a defensive-minded coach, Lovey Smith and you're facing a rookie quarterback in Tennessee, Malik Willis, and you don't load the box to stop one of the most, the biggest threats in football, Derrick Henry. You stay in too high, do not load the box, and it blows my fucking mind that that was the decision by the head coach and defensive coordinator to allow Derrick Henry to run rampant on you for 220 fucking yards and you get beat because you can't make a rookie sit back and throw from the pocket. That is the why. That is why. Uh, yeah, I need to figure out how to do members only, dog. I don't know how to do that shit, uh, Coach Davis. I don't know how to do that shit. Um, so... I don't know. Tyler Cunningham. Shut the fuck up, bitch boy. Um, I can't stand some of these dumb motherfuckers just come in here. That's why I try to avoid the chat. Uh, but I appreciate all you guys in the chat. Um, that's my top five worst performances. Um, but what do I know? Malik, Malik's not ready. But what do I know? Ah, Malik's going to ball, coach. What do I know, man? I swear to God, I can't wait to talk to Sean Salisbury about this shit. Uh, the Browns make a statement. They beat the Bengals 32-13. Um, unbelievable bad performance. Um, and unbelievably bad performance. I just thought that the, the, the Bengals did not show up. They just don't show up. You drag the fucking Falcons. You show up to to a team that's struggling with an average QB, and you lose. Um, unfortunate. Brissett was 17 of 22. Very efficient game last night. 278 with a touchdown, no picks. Very efficient. Um, didn't get in the end zone very much, but you know what? They ran the football. Chubb had 23 for one-on-one and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had four carries for 42 yards. I think they showcase Kareem Hunt because they're going to trade him today. That's my opinion. That is the truth. Um, you know, that's where I kind of am going. I think Kareem Hunt was moping on the sideline like a bitch. 
because he got four carries. He got pulled out the game. Obviously, they got they ran Nick Chubb, so that tells me they probably won't trade Chubb, or they may trade Chubb and say, you know what? Here's Nick Chubb. He's a dude. What do you want for him? One of those two are getting traded today. One of those motherfuckers are getting traded today. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, Amari Cooper had five for 131 and a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones had four for 81. And Kareem Hunt also had four catches for 30 yards. So Kareem Hunt had a four, you know, got got some exposure. Eight touches, 72 yards. Uh, he averaged 10 yards a, a touch, uh, nine yards a touch. I mean, very interesting. I, I think they get rid of him. Uh, Bengals, Joe Burrow was 25 of 35, 232, two touchdowns and a pick. Still was pretty decent, but he he had he was under duress the whole fucking game. He got stressed. He got pressured. He got hit. He got beat. Um, every ball was a batted one. Clowning and, 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 and the D-line got fucking pressure on him. Joe Mixon had eight carries for 27 fucking yards. T. Higgins had three for 49 in a tub. Toilet, Taylor Boyd, uh, Tyler Boyd had four for 42 in a tub, and then Mixon had seven catches for 32 yards. Um, so, you know, I just don't see the production. I, I saw it was a very bad game. Um, um, so who knows? Um, I don't know how that works out. Bengals lost to the Ravens. Um, with the Bengals loss, the Ravens now lead the AFC North five and three. Uh, we just had Patrick Queen on, obviously. Um, the Bengals moved to four and four. The Browns moved, uh, improved to three and five. The, the Steelers are the bottom of the class of that division. Uh, the Titans and Texans. Um, we just talked about Malik Willis in that game. I told you he's not ready for this. He's not ready. He's just not ready. You can't play this quarterback. Six for 10, 55 yards and a pick. That just shows you. Like, six of 10. So, like, why play him? Why play him? Like, let's be honest. Mustang, appreciate you being a new member. Why play him? Um, Don't get it. Dontrell Hilliard, uh, eight carries for 83 yards. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's a guy on the trade block today, I believe. I believe that Brandon Cooks can get traded. Mills was 17 to 29, 152. Dog, every quarterback I bring up and mention threw for under 200 yards. Like how many times every week, week in, week out, I asked Patrick Queen, what is the deal? And he's like, well, we, we, want, we don't want to get beat deep. We're going to play everything in front. There's still the there's still windows to throw footballs in. I'm very confused as to why we're seeing such bad quarterback play. Mediocre. Under 150 yards throwing in the NFL. I cannot wait uh, to have guys on our, our last chance Q show like Dan Marino and these greats to say, what is the problem? Why? And I'm pretty sure it's going to all sound like me, but what do I know? Um, I mean, dog, it's fucking bad. Uh, Heineke was 23 of 31, 279 in a touchdown, plus a pick. And then uh, I don't know what Ellinger threw for. I don't know if I have the stats on him. Ellinger was, I think he was 17 of 23, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, not a horrible performance, but 
He's just not getting the production. No touchdowns and no picks in the NFL is not good football. I'm just being honest. No touchdowns, no picks is not good football. I'm sorry to tell you. Quarterbacks have to produce touchdowns, big plays, avoid sacks, get out of bad plays, get in new plays. Like, that is your job. So, I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had 16 carries, 76 yards. Hines was able to find the end zone on the ground. Five carries, 20 yards. Colts are struggling in all aspects, all facets. They're bad on uh, O-line's bad. Quarterback plays bad. Run game's non-existent. Um, with that loss, the Titans victory. The Titans are now leading the AFC at 5-2. and two. Um, They've won five in a row, I think. And the Colts stay in second place and fall to 3-4-1. and one. Christian McCaffrey, big addition. Um uh, Went over the Rams 31-14. He throws a 34-yard touchdown. He carried the ball 18 times for 94 yards, and he caught eight passes for 55 yards. McCaffrey ended up with 183 yards. I mean, my main man, Matt's joining us, man. Welcome in. Uh, all you guys, Matt McChesney's joining us here. Uh, maybe I'll get him for 20 minutes or so. We'll talk some shop. Uh, welcome back. Appreciate you. What up, dog? Good morning. Good morning. You good? Yeah, Bruce. How was everybody today? Great day to have a great day. Uh, the Browns absolutely drug the Bengals. The Bengals look bad. Uh, is is Jamar Chase just that big of a loss, or is it just that they can't protect the fucking soul? And 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 Burrow had no time. He was under distress the whole game. I think it's both. Uh, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati know each other so damn well. You know, it's when you lose a player of the caliber of Chase and. Joe is so dependent on that one guy. Um, it, you know, it's going to hurt your football team. I didn't think it would hurt him as bad as it did. Uh, that That's not a good thing. They've got other good players. Boyd and, and Higgins are great. Mixon is a really good player. So that they shouldn't have these kind of problems. Um, that said, Cleveland played like a team with their ass on fire that's back against the wall. And you, you had to expect that they would come out on Monday Night Football on Halloween and want to put a scare show on Cincinnati. I'll tell you who's scared. Before the fucking game, the, the tackles for the Bengals were probably sitting there shaking in their fucking pants like the Oklahoma State quarterback broke because Miles Garrett was out there eating. I mean, holy shit. Miles Garrett is on some other shit right now. That was one that was one Clowney dominating fucking performance. I thought Clowney balled too. Uh, Clown, Clowney's, I wish Clowney would play hard all the time because I think he could be an unbelievably good player, but he's just lazy as sin. I know, man. I know. Let me ask you this. Uh, I had uh, I had Patrick Queen on, Mike Backer, for the Ravens this morning. They got Roquan Smith yesterday in a trade from the Bears. Are the, are the Bears just saying, fuck it, we're going to yes. hold up? Are they doing it to maybe get rid of Justin Fields? Or are they doing it to clean house? I, I don't understand. They have a brand-new head coach who's a nobody. Uh, they had decent defensive roster. Uh, they're getting rid of everybody on defense. I, I don't understand what they're doing. So, look, they've got to try and find a way to build around Fields if they're going to keep him as the future, which I think they're going to, which I, I'm not saying it's the right move. I'm not saying it's the, it's the wrong move. I, Chicago's quarterback situation throughout history has been terrible. So they, they got to figure something out. Maybe Fields and a running quarterback and, you know, one of these guys that can get out there and do it both. Uh, maybe he's the answer. I'm not really sure. You know, it, 
the the thing is with Chicago is you're trading pieces and trying to build at the same time. Their offense is so bad that they've got to sacrifice their defensive pieces to get offensive ones. So they've got to figure out a way to get five new offensive linemen. They got to figure out a way to find some receivers. You know, Moody can only do so much. I think they have some potential, but man, it's uh Chicago's pretty much fire sailing, which is weird because they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. I know they've been actually in, in a lot of games. Um, Brian Harson gets fired yesterday. We all knew it was inevitable. Went just win, matter of win. Uh, you know, we're hearing Brian, we're hearing we're hearing Bill O'Brien already. Uh, Nick Saban's gonna probably have a guy in the mix either way, any job that opens up uh, for the right one. Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders are names heavily named. I asked you yesterday, is Ole Miss sexy enough to keep Lane? Uh, is it a lateral move or is it just a sexier move? And it, does it blacken the eye of Lane to leave yet again? After building up a place, um, having that, you know, the swag he brings with him, the people that love him on social media, all the shit he brings, um, will it will it blacken his eye a bit again if he leaves and goes to another uh, SEC opponent like Auburn? Oh, only if they only if he turns down the match. So if Auburn says to him, Coach, we want you to come in on a fucking eight year whatever deal. And he goes to Old Miss and says, can you match it? I want to stay here. And they say, no, it's not on him anymore. He's got to leave. And look, man, if you love Lane Kiffin and you want to keep him, well, this is the price of doing business. You got to pay this man. If somebody else wants him, you got to go pay him. That's the way this works. So <clears throat> I personally think that Kiffin would be a really good fit at Auburn because he's already a thorn in the side of saving a little bit. You know, they – they get along, but they didn't get along very well when they were coaching together. Uh, Lane does things differently. So I think that he would be the perfect guy to hire at Auburn just to be in the crawl of Saban all the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? And to have those resources. You know, a lot of people might look at Auburn and Old Miss right now and think that they're equal. Uh, they may be right now in the, in the eyes of the SEC West. But historically, I mean, it's not even a fucking question. Like, Auburn's 10 times the program that Ole Miss is. Ole Miss has been relevant the last couple of years, I guess. But retrospectively, they've been the Kansas of the SEC for a long time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see that. I'm curious to see how that unfolds. Uh, a lot of coaches are on the market, though, bro. Like, Harson is going to be a big name out west. I was surprised when they hired him from Boise. I thought it was a kind of a stupid fucking higher at that point not that he can't coach it was just a bad fit he, he's not a, he's not he doesn't have that southern draw that they want so i uh they now they've got to find you know now harson becomes a really good candidate out here out west in my opinion for a lot of these different schools out here they're going to be looking for coaches arizona state cu places like that that are looking to restaff harson's got to be on the top of their list i'm sure he is because I, I just I just don't know like I, I don't know how sexy of a hire Colorado is Arizona State is oh they're not they're not sexy at all like they the there's gonna be like there, there's gonna be three tiers of schools looking for coaches there's gonna be the SEC schools that are looking for coaches okay and they're their own tier because they've got money yeah. the Big Ten I would put in there. But there's none of the top schools unless Penn State does something drastic are going to restaff this year. 
So all that said, the second tier is going to be good teams that where their their coach gets plucked. Illinois, yep. Kansas, places like that, right? Where Leopold gets plucked or Billima gets plucked or whatever. And then there's the third tier where you have programs that are rebuilding where they're going to have to throw major dough at a Matt Rule, major dough at an Urban Meyer, major dough at a Brian Harston. Because personally, with some of these schools that are intern right now, Wisconsin, Arizona State, CU, places like that, I don't know if they want to go with a first-year coach. I don't know if they want to go down the inexperienced road at those places judging by what I'm, you know, hearing and viewing. But then again, the right fit is the right fit. So who gives a fuck? No, no doubt. I just, I think that these presidents and ADs, Matt, as you, as, I don't know how you feel, but I just, I get disgusted by the fit not being the right one because these cats have no fucking idea how to hire a person. They just don't yeah, know how that, to hire that's, that's the other thing is who's hiring all of these guys. You know, like if, if Rick George and Phil DeStefano are, going to hire the next coach in Boulder, then, okay, let's look at their track record of hiring coaches in Boulder. So, and then the other thing is, I don't think that there's a lot of, uh, I don't think there's a lot of, like, mental creativity with the coaches. Like, some of these guys don't even know how to use social media and aren't, they aren't synced into this generation and what motivates them. So they, they miss a lot on certain things, on how to connect with a kid, how to recruit a kid, so on and so forth. I mean, look, the generations aren't the same. Well, we know that. I, I woke up this morning and watched a video of little Nas X dressed like a woman rapping, and that's who, like, this generation thinks is hip-hop. My generation will stick a gun in your face and fucking spit bars. So, <laughs> uh, man, I, I two different things, that. Doug. I know. I just had Patrick Queen on, and I was talking to him about fucking video games, and is that a real thing? And and, and, and I, I asked him straight out, uh, you know, about that and, and the different things. It was a good conversation. Uh, what, let me what, this. Uh, is he a video gamer? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, they all are. It's fucking crazy. Um, but he said he gets his shit done. He's like, I watch film. If I, if, I, if I miss because of a film error and I don't know the guards pulling and the runs coming to me or away and it's misleading, I fucked up and I need to watch film. I understand that. I don't let video games or my downtime get in the way of my film time, which he he said others do. Good. So I said, okay. And I said, because you know you are the quarterback on defense now. You're the mic, homie. So I mean, like, they just traded for a mic. So what does that say? Well, I think they're in a. They run a fifty. I think they're. He's going to be able to free him up. I think they're. He he told me today that they're going to move Roquan outside and roam him around both sides on the edge. Man. That We'll see how that works. Roquan Smith on the edge? We'll see how that works. Yeah, I don't think so. Roquan Smith's playing Mike linebacker. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's, you're going to run a 50 and have two mics because that's what it is. A mic I mean, that, they can play next to each other and shit. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. Roquan uh, Smith ain't playing outside linebacker. They got JPP for that. Hey, very interesting, though, because I had that conversation today as they trade for him, and he's the mic. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> who who else do you think is going to get traded hey, Matt, today? Matt, I wish you were there. I I tried to avoid uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> I tried to un avoid uncomfortable talk, homie. You tried to you tried to avoid the fact that you're like, hey, so Roquan Smith, yeah, plays the same position, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, hey, hey. 
I love it, dude. Fuck. Only on your oh, show would shit great, like that happen. Great kid, dog. Great quit. Oh, he's a he's a great player too. He's explosive as hell. Yeah. Uh, he said he loves Harbaugh. He said Harbaugh's a straight shooter. You know, we talked about him winning the Natty with Burrow. He said you know Burrow talks shit. Uh, Chase, they all played on the LSU Natty team. That's um, got to be fun in that division, drawing drawing at each other like that. And I did ask him. I said, "Is it the same? I mean, is it the same competitiveness? You were a young kid. You don't understand that division. Ray Lewis and them back in the day, Sarah Gusas and all those guys. They didn't give a fuck. They hated each team in that division. Is it the same?" And he said, "No, nah, it probably it ain't the same." He said, "The same is the Steelers. We hate the Steelers. That's a real thing. The other teams, you know, the jersey swap deal and all that. I asked him about that shit, dog, and he's just it's like it's just that's what it is now, Matt. It's a, a different era." deal like they accepted it. it's cool dog it, it, it is what it is I, you know i'm I'll I get behind it i guess do it no more man it's like it's like disgusting for me and you it's the thing for them we're the old man on the fucking front lawn and all get that. off my fucking lawn so i don't know uh the browns the the browns and the and the, and the Bengals last night uh the browns displayed uh kareem hunt a few times four carries and he had four catches. Is that a display to show he's versatile so we can fucking trade him today? Today's the trade deadline. Or because I don't see them they're trading Nick Chubb and he had 23 for 101 and two touchdowns. They weren't displaying him to trade him. Uh, I don't think that'd be shocking to me. Um, I don't think they should trade anybody. They should just stand pat and wait for old jerk off to come back and take him to the playoffs. They, they're pretty good uh, top to bottom if they can figure out a way to play with you know, the system that Stefanski wants them to play in, stop jumping off sides and shit. Their pre-snap penalties are fucking insane in the NFL right now. People are just not focused. So, I, look, the trade deadline is something that a lot of teams can utilize to get better. And honestly, I'm surprised that more teams don't do more. I'm surprised there's not more movement. Although there is, there is more in recent years than the past. Um, if I'm Kareem Hunt, I mean, unless I'm going to a contender, I don't really want out of Cleveland. He's got a good role there. Um, That said, Denver could use a good back, and I'm sure other places could as well. So he's versatile. That's for damn sure. He could definitely get it. So it's just a matter of what you're giving up. I wouldn't give up more than a fourth. But there's teams out there. There are going to be some trades today that's going to shock us, and I think Kareem Hunt's going to be gone. I think the time is the deadline up? Today? What yeah, time? Five. I, I think it's like one. I don't know. One East Coast or something like that. Yeah, I think it's four East Coast. I'm not sure. Um, Burrow struggled mildly, of course. We know that. Um, the Bengals now are 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 four and four. Uh, the Browns are still three and five, right above the Steelers. Uh, that division's wide open, in my opinion. Um, the Ravens got to travel to New Orleans. Um, we got a lot of teams out there, you know, that are it's still wide open. Um, I don't know what you think about uh, the game as a whole last night. The Browns dominated them. The Bengals are inconsistent. The NFL's inconsistent. We don't know what the fuck it is day to day. I'm just confused. Quarterback plays as bad as I've ever seen it. Uh, we had another nine quarterbacks throw for under 200 yards. Um, we got rookies starting. Patrick Willis, let me ask you a question. As a coach, as a person that knows football, Lovey Smith, defensive-minded coach, to stay in too high, safety's rolling out with a guy like fucking Derrick Henry at running back and a rookie quarterback who threw for 50 yards 10 times. Why would you not make this man throw the football and stop and load the box and this man goes for 220? Why the fuck? I, I, 
box. I could I didn't understand it when it was happening. Am I, I don't dumb? understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I, I don't have a problem with losing if we're doing everything we can to win. Like if we're gonna roll the safeties down, play cover one, stack everyone, you know, really get big in the front and like stack the same linebacker fence the second level and run some pirate games and really try and confuse the offensive line and get in the backfield and we still get beat. I'm cool. I can take that. We'll get better. But if we're just going to sit and cover two and let this fucking man animal just run downtown on us, I mean, what the fuck do you expect to have? I'm surprised you didn't go for 400 yards, bro. Like that, I would be livid. Give me a fucking break. 190 pound safety. I'd walk over to fucking Santa Claus, Lovey Smith, and say, "Hey, dog. Hey, dog. This motherfucker, unbelievable, running downhill on me. (laughs) I don't want to tackle him every play. Like, can I get help? Can we? Can we just fucking like try and run a different defensive fucking scheme here? This cover four, cover two shit ain't working against Derek Henry." We're seeing bear and diamond fronts at an all-time high versus guys like Lamar versus guys like this. So we have to run some cat stuff, center tackle. We got to pin and pull some shit to gain an advantage versus this bear front look, which the Ravens do well. I broke down lately. Why the fuck would you not be in a bear or some type of TNT defensive front tackle nose tackle against Derrick Henry with a quarterback that's never played a down. Well, it, it's almost like they didn't know that Malik wasn't going to was going to start. And I I knew on Thursday, you knew. So Lovey Smith didn't know. So look, this is this is why at a point you don't recycle coaches. This is why at a point you go with a young guy like and you just have to gauge situations. Certain situations, I don't want a first-year coach that doesn't know what he's doing. Certain situations I want a first-year coach that may not know what he's doing uh, from a perspective of, like, learning on the job skill, and he's got to go do it to learn. At the same time, though, like, it it just seems to me that there's a huge disconnect in Houston. Like, the ownership allowed Bill O'Brien to go in there and fire sale the team and then fired him only to go out and hire Lovey or no. The other dude that was there for a year, I can't remember his name, poor guy. He was there for a year, and they blackballed him. And then they hired Lovey, and he's going to be gone after this year, and they'll blackball him. I mean, why would you want that job if you're a coach? I don't know. Uh, Jeremiah, I appreciate you. Uh, Marcus Brady was just fired, the OC for the Colts. Um, he just got fired. Marcus is a good friend. I, so I actually got to coach Marcus as a youngster um, way back. He played with Aaron Flowers. He played at Cal State Northridge when Cal State Northridge had a football program here and was like the FCS at the time, Division I AA uh, Player of the Year. Um, I think he went to CFL, played in Canada. Wasn't good they got rid of the program at Fullerton? Yeah, at Northridge, yeah. Or Northridge. Uh, all the Cal States dropped football back then. All the Cal States. Fullerton, Northridge. Uh, you know, all the teams that had football back then, Chico State, Sonoma, uh, Larry Allen, home of Larry Allen. Teams That's like too bad. They all dropped. Yeah, Cal State's just funding. You know, they, it's not important. So they dropped a lot of D2s, a lot of Fs. Son- Sonoma State's gone? Football-wise, yeah. Well, well, that's crazy. They've all been gone. Cal State, uh, back in the day, it was Cal State Hayward, if you remember them. Uh, I know. 
they were there. They were like the UC Davis of now. They were Cal State Hayward was was back in the day. UC Riverside used to play. Bob Toledo was the head coach. No shit. Well, that was years ago. Yeah. So anyway, Brady is actually uh, was that is a good kid. He was a, he was a Division One AA player here at Cal State Northridge, and for him to move up the ranks like he did was crazy to me. Like I was like, holy shit! But they fired him today. I don't know if that helps anything. Frank Reich's just taking that pressure off again goes back to my point matt i said the other day matt campbell should have fired aaron glenn four weeks ago uh to kind of show that he's the head coach he has big balls he has a leadership mentality you have to do what you have to do it ain't personal it's all business frank reich just did that with his oc uh shows leadership and upper management and ownership that i'm making decisions based on what's best for the team do you think matt campbell has sealed his fate by not firing the dc they're the worst football team in the nfl uh, I don't think they're the worst team in the NFL. I think that they're the worst defense in the NFL. Their offense is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I like Dan Campbell because he doesn't throw his guys under the bus. Although, at some point, you've got to fire somebody if it's that bad. So, there's another circumstance where you just have to look at what's going on. and then. But at the same time, I think Frank Reich, he threw Matt Ryan under the bus and benched him, and then the next week it didn't work, and he threw the fucking offensive coordinator under the bus, getting rid of him. Like, who's next? You're going to bench the offensive line when they can't do your system? Or maybe it's you. Like, maybe it's Frank. So the the head coach isn't going to fire himself, but I, I will say this. They are underachieving at an unbelievable clip. Like, they look bad. That Indianapolis has got to be the most disappointing team other than Denver. Let, let me ask you this. Does Matt Canada, the OC for the for the Steelers, does he survive since today's trade deadline, Matt? You know you played six years in this business. Trade deadline usually equals coaches getting fired too because they think it's a fresh start all the way around. We're going to get a new player. We're going to have to fire your coach. We're going to make some fresh starts, especially teams that are struggling. Frank Reich just did it in Indianapolis. Does Mike Tomlin do it in Pittsburgh? No, I don't think Pittsburgh does anything. They... they on top of being super loyal to the head coach, the head coach is usually super loyal to his guys. I, I They'll do something at the end of the year, maybe. I mean, he's been there for a little bit. Um, if they want to keep the – if they think he's the guy to develop Kenny Pickett, then they'll keep him. If, if not, then they'll get rid of him, and they'll find somebody that can come in here and speak the language of little tiny hands Kenny. Um, Where – Double gloves in the NFL in, in August isn't probably a good thing. Little tiny ass hands. So, look, Pittsburgh. Oh, his hands are literally like this, Matt. I know the little tiny ass fucking midget hands. Uh, Pittsburgh's got some pieces, but again, it all comes down to your quarterback, bro. And I, I'm not sure Kenny Pickett's the guy, but at the same time, he's a rookie, so we'll determine that next year. Next year will be his breaking point year. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow had a little baby-ass hands, too, and he's fine. Oh, fuck, dog. I, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, in his hands. This is he very wants the potatoes. Um, I got a very funny fucking thing to show you, or talk about. Not funny, but sad. I have to get your take. A couple funny, ha-ha, not hee-hee. Yeah, I know you're getting out of here. I, like, I, I think it's hilarious because uh, – well, it's sad for college football and land, the landscape of college football, but I think it's funny because all these people expect these guys to come in here and, and, and bring it back to the Dennis Erickson-led Miami of old and 
and the Urban Meyer Florida of old and the Bobby Bowden Florida State of old. And it's supposed to be the coach that's going to change the name in one year. And da da da. I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. No patience. My question to you three major powers in Florida have never been this bad at the same time. How long will Miami? With Cristobal, Florida with Napier, uh, Florida State with Norville. How long will they go um, before they just blow this thing up again and we recycle the same thing over? Because this is my problem, Matt, before you answer. Here's my issue, my sole issue before you get out of here. It ain't the president's hiring coaches, which is the single most serious problem in this thing. The presidents have a PhD and they cannot make a decision about what's best for their institution on their campus and their kids. We hire an outside agency search firm to hire to a guy find, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. Come in here, like you said, who don't know the landscape, can't work social media, can't relate to the kids, but yet our president who has a PhD won't have the nuts to make the decision and he makes 500 grand a year. I don't yeah. understand it. Um, Florida, all three institutions have clearly done this. Hired hard search committees. Um, Colorado's hired a fucking search committee. So I mean, yeah, I think everybody has. Everybody looking for a fucking coach is hired joke. a committee. It's a joke. Yeah. So so okay, we'll start. Florida. The guy who I think is going to lose his job. I I like Mike Norvell. He's my guy, but I do think he's going to be out of Florida State. I.e., if I'm them, if I'm people in Tallahassee, and you don't go get Deion Sanders. You're a fucking moron. You should be fired immediately. He's an alum. He's arguably your best defensive player ever at that place. And that's saying something. Derek Brooks and guys like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that that's a perfect fit. You can transfer in this kid, Travis, Travis Hunter. All those dogs will come with him. And they will recruit their asses off in, in Tallahassee if Dion's the coach. I think it's a perfect fit. Two, Napier. Uh, he's not going anywhere. He just got the job. He's going to have a little bit of time to try and turn it. Um, that said, they're not overly uh, patient in Gainesville. So I have a feeling that this this time next year, if he hasn't made a Tennessee jump, they're going to they're going to be looking at it like, okay, bud, like Tennessee is taking over the second place in the East. They're chasing Georgia. What the fuck? Where what are we doing here? Is this Hypo's uh, second or third year? I think this is Napier's this is Napier's first year. No, Hypo. Is this year two or three? This is year two for Josh, I think. So Maybe. you've already turned it. I think. I'm not sure. You've already um, somebody in the chat turned around. Here, Hypo's in at Tennessee. I'm sure some of you Tennessee homers know. Uh okay, but not only that, he did it on like restrictions through the NCAA and shit too. So and then lastly is the U. And look, the U, the U will be the same when they build them an on when they build them another Orange Bowl, because nobody goes to support at that piece of shit forty five minutes away. It's like I see the Dolphins Like the Orange Bowl was Miami football, and I, I, they they got to figure that like it's like UCLA and Westwood. It's too far. It's it's just. It's play the Rose Bowl there, but get an on-campus stadium and you'll fill it to the brim, and it'll be loud and it'll be a it'll be a, an advantage. So that said, I think Cristobal is going to get the opportunity and the assets to go out and do this right. They just bagged the number one corner in America the other day, 
as a commit. So I think he has the most potential to turn it around the fastest. Um, they also play in a shitty division in the ACC. So all three of those programs, it's better when call when they're good. College football is better. I agree. I agree. Um, I just I equate Miami to UCLA and SC where they don't play at home. They don't play in their home. They have to travel in shitty facilities. Uh, when you equate when you when you when you go against uh, you know when you compare those teams to the Clemsons who 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 staff is on a yep. fucking moat in a lake and it looks like a fucking five star hotel. It's unbelievable. And then Alabama and and all these different teams in the ACC and SEC. And then you got Miami who was trying to build facilities and shit but they're so archaic with it and then you expect them to want to get kids in there and win right away and then fire the coach and everyone's already asking for Cristobal to be fired in our fucking chat right now that's fucking ridiculous he just got there he just got there he he's a he's a miami cuban like native he played there when they were great anybody saying he should be fired is a fucking moron they don't know football at all he literally just walked in the building let him try and build it Who's your prediction, man? I know you got to get out of here. Your prediction. Who takes the Auburn job? The Auburn job goes to Kiffin or Matt Rule. Really? I, I, I thought Matt Rule was going to be an interesting deal. I said that earlier on the show. I think he fits there. I just don't know if he's going to jeopardize making money, not sitting out in the booth. I mean, if you were Matt Rule and you could take four years off and make God knows how much money he's going to make to do nothing but play with his dick, what would you do? Well, this is the thing. I'm interested. I talked to Sark about this, and I've talked to some other folks. The problem is with that, Urban found out and some other folks. You do that, and people forget about you as well. And even at that level, uh, you, you, you know, we all know in this profession, Matt, it's all about what have you done for me lately. And if you sit out four years, people say, well, we, we had the chance. We offered you. You passed us by to chill. And now, now will he get a job? I'm sure he'll still get a job, but is he going to get the job? I don't know if that's going to happen. So do you jeopardize the money and chill, or do you stay grinding and do that? I don't know. I, I don't know where you know where that – I'm sure he'll take a year off, but I don't see him taking more than a year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any any news coming out of Boulder? Any news? Uh, is, no. Have a shot? No, not, nothing, really nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. They're just, you know, trying to finish out the season. They played Arizona State tough the other night, lost by six. Uh, team looks totally fucking different than they did under Durrell. I mean, at night and day. Um, it'd be interesting, interesting to see what it, what it looked like with Sanford being the head coach the whole time. I think he's putting himself in position to really be considered as the guy. If not that, uh, the bridge offensive coordinator that sticks around and, like, helps the next staff kind of bridge in the recruiting and just the chemistry of the program. Uh, but just 6-0 in general, little update. Uh, I, saw, Cole, I, saw I retweeted yeah, it. Yeah, man, Cole crew, that outstanding quarterback that, that you like so much in the evaluation. Wisconsin now, Colorado, Tulane offered him. That's what we do at 6-0. Lincoln Fiapoli and Jake Stonebreaker both got their first offers. Uh, the great outstanding juniors here. Uh, in, in Colorado, see you offer both of them. Uh, so, look, man, this, this is what we do. On top of Bates being committed to Oklahoma and Henning going to Washington and St. Alvin going to Yale, you know, we've got a lot of guys that are coming out of the woodwork right now as the two signing days are lining up, and it's an exciting time for sure. So, uh, I want to show, give, uh, 
Matt, as he should be, very proud. Um, that is uh, yeah, they're my guys. There's some guys that that are there with Matt, um, and, and that's you, not everybody. Obviously, we've got a, a huge group that's being successful, but the, those, those are those are the the ones that are I don't know, most recent, I guess. So uh, it's pretty exciting, bro. Now, congratulations um, to you, Thank you brother. And, uh, all that all that grinding you do with those babies. Uh, it, they're at a they're at a very very critical state in life. Uh, I think you'd agree. These kids, absolutely. Uh, and if and without guys like uh, yourself, I think uh, these kids are set up to fail every single day. When we see these high school coaches kissing ass, sucking dicks, and begging them not to transfer instead of telling them the fucking truth, and now we see why we're seeing what we're seeing. NFL demanding trades, college transfer portals at all time high. I, I just I wish I had somebody like me back in the day when I was coming up because I, I was a total meathead. I didn't listen to anybody. And if I would have if I would have done things differently in certain circumstances, you know, God knows how many stacks in the in the bank I would have right now. So Same you know it, it's experience, uh, coaching and like mentoring a guy based on your own experience and telling them what to do or not to do is, isn't the light, the way I like to do things. My experience, I always say, you don't need to fuck up to learn. Watch people are fucking up everywhere. And then if you want to listen to what I'm saying, when I give you advice, then you, that's probably a good idea. If you want to hear me and you don't take it seriously, you'll find out the hard way. So, Hey, let me ask you this uh, before you get out of here. Uh, appreciate you coming in late. I know you had yeah, to brother. Uh, I just got a text from a very prominent person. I'll tell you off the deal. He's telling me Hugh Freeze to Auburn could be a very real deal. Oh, that, that's a great call. He is at Liberty. I forgot about him at Liberty. Um, yeah, I mean he's already done it in the in the conference as well. So and beat Alabama. And that that would be that might be a really good pickup as well. I mean they the SEC is a it's a different animal. So you need to have a coach that can maneuver that landscape and knows it and you know that's that's very interesting as well so no doubt hey man as always i appreciate you uh i look forward to seeing you see you tomorrow brother i gotta get you on man uh before you leave i gotta get you on uh with me and sean salisbury we're doing a show twice a week so we're gonna when's the show we're gonna do tuesday thursdays we're gonna pre-record and edit so we'll launch it every tuesday thursdays uh we're calling it last chance q we're gonna break down quarterback stuff but we want to bring on different guests. Like he's going to bring on Dan Marino and all these guys he knows. But we want to get you involved so we can talk O-line, D-line play uh, as much as you can afford to do it. We're going to do it twice a week. So whenever you can afford to do it, uh, we'll film it live and then we'll we'll chop it up. When is it? Tuesday, Thursdays. We're going to film 11 to uh, – for an hour, 11 a.m. But then we're going to launch it uh, at 4 p.m. every day. As So we won't be live. We're going to, we're going to do the show and edit it. Cool. All right. Text me when you get off today and then uh, we'll figure it out. All right. Cool. Later, bro. Um, man, two hours, 10 minutes in. I got to take a piss. Uh, we haven't had a break. Patrick Queen was great. Appreciate him joining us this morning. Talk all things from the Ravens to Roquan Smith to Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Matt thinks Roquan Smith is going to take Patrick Queen's job. Uh, he didn't seem that way. He seems like they were going to play together. So we'll see how that all ends up unfolding. And uh, listen to my uh, MVP talk and, and backup quarterback talk uh, for this commercial. I'll be back in three minutes. Peace. And I told you about this fucking MVP thing in the NFL. It is a popularity vote, whether it's good or bad, on or off the field.
Let me break it down. Aaron Rodgers won the last two. Why? Because he's controversial off the field. Plus, we know he's the best ball spinner on it. Lamar Jackson that year was a popular guy. He came in ripping it, running around, freak of nature, all that shit. But we knew he wasn't going to win no real games. Anyone, guys that I know, the guys that I know knew he wasn't going to win no meaningful playoff game. But they gave him the fucking MVP. Steve Nash beat Kobe Bryant twice for an MVP in the NBA. You don't think it's a popularity vote? You think Steve Nash deserved it over Kobe fucking Bryant? And then they played in the playoffs that same year? And Kobe fucking ripped his ass in a seven-game series and dominated him. But yet, Steve Nash got the fucking MVP. It is not the best. I'm just telling you. So, we're going to see the issues that you're going to see when Lamar Jackson faces a team other than the Jets, A, and B, when he can't stop throwing the football deep. Because if you ever see him throwing crossing routes or digs or curls or fucking even quick balls, he can't throw them. He can throw the ball deep, though. That's his comfort zone because he's used to loaded boxes, man-free, cover zero. Let's fucking let's fucking get everybody to, to bite in on the box and we'll throw over the top. That's what he can do. So why wouldn't they do that? That's what they do. That is their offense. Why do you think Harbaugh has bought all the way in with all the quarterbacks they have on that roster? McSorley, him, Huntley. They're all the same quarterback. RG3 that's retired now. All the same. They run the same offense no matter who the quarterback is in that particular offense. The only team in the NFL doing it, by the way. The only team in the NFL that has bought all the way in and is completely sold on running triple option, double option, and RPO. Go watch any other team. Justin Fields in Chicago. They do it. And then the backup, who is the backup? Last year was who? The big redhead. He came in and they run in a pro-style offense. Completely different than what they do with Justin Fields. Trey Lance comes in last year for Jimmy G. What do they do? They run a little triple, a little RPO. When Jimmy G, what do they do? Pro style, completely different offense. No other team in the NFL runs the same offense with the backup quarterbacks. They run a completely different offense because it's just not smart for the NFL to run your quarterback. All right, all right, all right. Finish this last hour strong. Uh, I got a lot of shit to do today. Might end it a little early today. I got a lot of shit to do, but, uh, what up, what up, what up? You guys ain't members, become one. Like I said, we will not have a separate tier for the Last Chance Q that airs today, but we do have Patreon. I appreciate a couple of you guys already becoming members on Patreon. We will be updating that weekly with new material as the show goes. So we talk about the show on YouTube. Once you see the show, you see what we talk about, we will upload certain documents from the show to Patreon for you to be able to download, view, uh, and uh and see so that is what that patreon is going to do we'll clean up the tiers we're going to eliminate a few tiers as well but i see we've already got some people in uh o-line d-line and uh, offensive theory philosophy so uh interesting to see that um if you didn't watch our uh our live last night it was very interesting um 
we had a watch party for the Monday night football game. And uh, it was comical. My boy Wido showed up and he acted as if he was about five different people. And I don't know if you saw it. He acted as if he was Chase Chase, uh, Sr. And he did a great Chase Sr. impression. And then I had Chase Sr. actually join the live. So it was pretty funny. Um, okay. If you guys had haven't seen it. I forgot it's it, Halloween. Um, I want to show you that from last night real quick. Because if you didn't see it, um, take a look at my boy Wido. Multifaceted, very uh, entertaining cat. Look at all the different uh, costumes he wore. Coach JB, how you doing? Keep it moving. Okay. Oh, I forgot it's Halloween. I did forget it was Halloween coach. last night. Hector, what are we doing? Halloween night, nothing on. I see the stogie. I see. Chase, what up, dog? Coach JB, what's going on, man? Good to see you again, brother. Hey, this motherfucker is acting like Chase Senior. Ain't that a bitch? I'll go with Chase Junior today. I'm nowhere near as smart as the senior, but I'll go with Junior. But hey, if we can get a $20 super chat, you know what we're doing. We got a Bud Light. Okay. See, coach, you got to get in tune with the technology these days. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, what up, man? My bo- I, had, I, had, I had a guy in here dressed like you, man. Oh, you my boy, Gorian in the, in the house. Listen, Coach, I mean, he had a triple crown. He threw for one. He ran for one. He caught one. I mean, that's what we needed in the Bay. I'm really excited here. Uh, guy threw for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, accounted for more than 100 combined yards. Chase, 20 bucks. Um, cheers, Corey OTR. I'll put your name, Corey, since you donated. I'll put your name. Go. Who's next here? Holy fuck, who is this? Hey, how y'all doing right there? <laughs> Any other good old American hunter, okay? I'm just fresh off a of buck hunt. Okay, as you can see, <laughs> here's my trophy. You got one of these, you know? You got one of these, Coach. I'll teach you something right there. My- what is that? What is that? This here is a deer. This here is a eight-point buck, Coach. This here is the, the prize. This back-to-back. Hey, Chase, what's up, man? Chase, was just, Chase, the real Chase came in. He said you're a fraud. Chase <laughs> Listen, Senior. Chase Mom. Senior. I, I had some guy that was claiming to be Chase Junior in here. Okay, I kicked him the fuck out. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> hey, Chase, he came in with a college shirt. He looked just like you, dog. It was funny. Well, you could call me Ooh. Doe. Why Doe? 007, okay? Shaking that stir oh, cork. You know hey, my boy, hey, Wido, man. He, he represented last night. I did not know it was Halloween. I totally forgot about it. I dropped the ball on Halloween, man. So, uh, my boy was Brokeback Mountain around that motherfucker, Wido. I, I didn't even, See, I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. I don't know about Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain, but apparently they're clowning you. Um... Broke Mac Mountain. I've heard things about it, dog. I, you know, isn't that like Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever the fuck that is? I don't know shit about that shit. Uh, Wido came in and entertained us on Halloween, man. Uh, a few hundred people dropped by. It was much love for all you guys that joined the live watch party for the Monday Night Football game. I might do it more often. I had to, I ate dinner on that motherfucker, smoked a stick, saved some yak. Uh, we chilled, had the dogs fucking around all night. Uh, we had a couple shootings roll by the house. I don't know. Somebody was dropping some shotgun shells on uh, Halloween, but that's Cali life. It's a normal thing. Uh, lot to discuss. Uh, big football weekend in college this weekend. Uh, Georgia blew out Florida. Uh, they got Tennessee. Alabama has LSU. Two critical games right there. Um, very interested to see how this week unfolds because the BCS playoff comes out tonight the first round of it where do you think these guys stand i'm curious to get your thoughts where does the bcs pick their uh for this today i'm curious to see um 
Okay. Um, curious to see what, uh, where this stands. Um, who do you guys have in your top four? I'm going to roll with uh, Alabama will be left out. I believe today you're going to get, uh, you're going to get Tennessee, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio state, right? I mean, that's where we're at, right? I'm pretty sure that's going to, you're going to get, you're going to get two from each. Uh, TCU will be left out. Very interested to see if TCU is is left out, um, which they will be, obviously. But where are they? Are they going to be ahead of Alabama? Are they going to be behind Alabama? Where's TCU going to stand on this thing? Curious to see that. Clemson will not be a top four. There's no way. I don't believe their body of work is going to prove that in the division that's really, really weak. I think Clemson will be at five or six. The question is, TCU, Clemson, who's number five? That is the real question. And do you think Alabama jumps either one of those teams at number five? I don't know. I don't know. Curious. Curious. It doesn't matter who's number one. Like, it does not matter who the number one team is tonight. I want you guys to understand this. Because one of the number one teams this weekend is going to lose. So whoever you put at one today, Tennessee, Georgia, whoever you have at number one, it's going to be one of those two teams. I would bet my dollars of dimes that it's going to be Georgia at number one. Tennessee will be two. Ohio State will be three. Michigan will be four. I could see Michigan at three because of how they handled Penn State compared to how Ohio State handled Penn State. I could easily see Michigan being number three. Actually, I'll roll with that. I'm going to predict Michigan will be three. Ohio State will be four. I think Clemson will be five. I believe Alabama will be six. And TCU will be seven. That is my prediction tonight. Um, But it doesn't matter who one and two is because they're going to lose. One of them's going to lose this week. And they're going to be gone. So it doesn't matter. So please stop looking at who number one is because it don't matter. And it doesn't matter until about five weeks from now. That's when it matters who's number one, who's number two. Can't wait for uh, Chase Senior to join us tomorrow to break down all things NFL, plus the trade deadline is going to happen today here shortly. Um, You know, we got a lot lot of things going on. I got a meeting here right at nine. Um, so I'm going to end the show a little early today. Plus the premiere of last chance Q airs today, 4 PM Pacific. Uh, me and Sean Salisbury, we're going to break down all things, quarterbacks, offense, defense, all things football. We're going to break down the small intricacies. What does a pre-snap read really mean? What does a post-snap read really mean? Uh, we're going to actually talk to you about those things in those segments. Still got the same segments, but we're going to break down more coaching, football, and philosophy. And like I said, become a member on our Patreon. Uh, we are over there um, as well. So it's in my link tree on my social media. So head on over there. Find it. Let me know what you think. And uh, NFL trade deadline. Who shocks you if somebody gets traded? Kareem Hunt's not a shock. I think Kareem Hunt's done. I think he gets traded today. Um, and, uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, who's the next Auburn coach. These are just all big things that are going to happen here in the next few days, few weeks, few months. Auburn will have a coach before Thanksgiving. In my opinion, you have to, to recruit, 
You have to do it to recruit. So, yeah, we're on StreamYard right now, Joe. Um, StreamYard is how we use our platform to goes over to YouTube. So, um, Bruce Helms, did you not hear what I just said? Holy fuck, dog. I said number one does not matter this early. So you're telling me the number one team's going to play the number four team already. Dog, I just told you the number one team, one of the number one or two teams going to lose this weekend. They fucking play each other. How fucking dumb are you? I'm going to end the show with that because I don't like talking to dummies. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member if you're not one, man. Much love so far this week. We're starting off with bangs. We got Chase tomorrow, Matt tomorrow. Got another few guests this week. Um, hopefully, Dan Orlovsky is going to join us. He keeps saying it, but we're going to try to get him on here, uh, plus a few other NFL uh, players and even an NBA player, a surprise NBA player that's currently playing and very famous one at that. Um, got a lot of millions of followers on social media, I'll tell you that. He'll be joining us hopefully this week as well. Did not know he was a fan. We've been chopping it up. Very interesting. A lot going on in JB's world. I appreciate you. Uh, We're cutting it about 30 minutes short today, but tomorrow we'll be back in full force. So appreciate you guys. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'll see you later on for Last Chance Q. Make sure you become a member and join Patreon. See you later. Go on over, get you some fresh merch, CoachJBStore.com, and check out the latest episode of Jason Whitlock's Fearless as I rocked the house yesterday live on his show, Fearless, every single Monday. Don't forget it. Appreciate you guys, man. Much love. Peace.